That's right, Robin and Kiva need a podcast episode number eighty four. Here we are to talk about a movie selection from the old crappy movie diaper. And here is my co-host who is uh, ready to go to talk about sports. And uh, after watching a movie about basketball, seeing some sports for the first time in a while, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. The co-host and co-founder of Rob Nakivi Need a Podcast, the great Uncle Kivi, Akiva Winokur. Yeah, who knew we were so desperate for sports, we'd be willing to watch this movie and be like, ooh, you know, I was excited about the competition. Yeah, look, hey, uh, 90s basketball, I'll take it anywhere I can get it these days, baby. Uh, yeah, it, 90s basketball is hot in the streets because of the Jordan documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ESPN just greenlit like a big Tom Brady documentary today, even though Brady, other than kissing his kids, is like pretty normal, I think. He's not normal, but he's also not interesting, if yeah. that makes any is sense. He, is it an unauthorized Tom Brady biography? Because I'm in for that. He, that's, uh, I'm into I that one. It's it's also interesting because they have a very bad relationship with ESPN. Yeah, right. The page, although he's no What's longer a patriot, called? but I, Deflate Gate. Well, then he's not part of it. Yeah, well, the whole thing I, is just called Deflate Gate. I don't think so. I, I don't know uh, that uh, TB twelve. The real story of Tom Brady. So, uh, but, whatever. I don't want to get all hate from the Patriots fans, but I think there's a lot of a lot of rocks to uncover there. What's really going on? I, it'll pro- like. Do they even get Giselle? Do they even get to speak to Giselle? <laughs> no, or is she turning no you don't down? need him. You don't need to hear from him. People were mad that Jordan's ex-wife wasn't in in the Jordan documentary. Well, I really was very curious because I didn't know a lot about Michael Jordan's personal life. But right. I was saying, like, was yeah, was Michael Jordan married? Does he have kids? Like, I didn't know anything about his family life. And then uh, all of a sudden, like, his kids popped up in the ninth episode, um, right there for for a little bit. But uh, I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about Michael Jordan's uh, family life. Well, his wife, her, her name was Juanita, so she, I wouldn't say she was like well known, but it was like known that his, you know, I certainly knew that about him when I was a kid that he had a wife named Juanita, yeah. but she stayed below the fray and then they got divorced and uh i you know i guess it, it's not friendly enough for her to be inter- you know interviewed in the uh movie it's probably weird to be michael jordan's kids though yeah based on the little bit that we know about michael jordan it's probably like uh you could imagine that you know um look that maybe uh, in terms of being like a spiteful person uh that's maybe you're not ideal spouse and mate in life uh, I feel like he doesn't let his kids win at like Monopoly and Connect Four. Right, right. Like we saw, like Michael Jordan, like does not let anything go ever. Uh, maybe you know he's a tough person to be married to. Do you think he would be that? He would do that with his kids. Like you made me clean up milk that you spilled in front of the fridge in like 1994. So f you, I'm not watching your kids today. Do you think like he holds grudges yeah, like that? He's like that was all I needed. That was it. <laughs> That was all I needed to know. Uh, All right. So we've got uh, a lot to talk about with Eddie. I'm sure the Michael Jordan documentary will come up a bit. Akiva, before we talk about the movie from the crappy movie diaper, uh, last week we talked about our third wheel. Welcome aboard, third wheel. Zach. 
Uh, yeah, that was very exciting. Zach uh, won the won the. I wasn't uh, introducing thir- him. He's not here. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I got excited for a second that you no. were surprising me no. with Zach. This is part Zach of the is, family now. He's off up to a hot start. He did not watch Eddie for us this week and give us his takes, even though he has read over thirty basketball books. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't tell we, him we were, we were recording, recording on a Thursday though. We, yeah, uh, we didn't, didn't tell him we were recording this early. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be funny if Ben like one upped him and sent us his basketball. He take. did not. That would have been funny. Or, or even the truth is, if I was, if I was Navi, I would have done that too. Yeah. Tried did to get we ever back hear from races. Navi during the week? I did. I did. Uh, she said the whole town's internet went down. And also when she called her boss to tell her that she was at work to try and get through to a podcast, he called her a bleeping loser, I think. Mm. We might have to explore the relationship with this yeah. boss at some point. Can we get Navi on the show? Because I feel like that's just a lot of interesting things that we still need to explore. Yeah, we could definitely get Navi at some point in the future. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but I also think we should really look... I don't know if we have to look into this as part of the podcast, but I feel like if you live outside a big city in Canada, internet doesn't seem so great. Doesn't seem so great. Although we do have a lot of people that are listening to us in not big cities in Canada. Well, so you download it once and then you're good. But I don't know if like streaming internet, it seems a little shaky out in, in small town Canada. Yeah, we'll have to know. maybe open up an investigation into that. Akiva, uh, I saw this week some people were wondering if we had done any planning as Robin Akiva need a podcast episode 100 starts to creep up into the horizon. Yeah, it's, I hadn't thought of it at all until people asked us this week, but we did get some uh, inquiries if we were. And I guess we could sort of, when, we, when we're up to the mailbag this week and in the you know, bunch of weeks to come, we could, we could have that in mind. Is there something we want to do? Or is it just our 100th episode and we don't need to do no, anything we gotta special? we got to do something. And should we start a 100th episode wheel? I think that that should be in discussion as well. Yeah, we could, we could definitely talk about that. Maybe big picture stuff. Okay. Can't just be a crappy movie necessarily. All right. So then rather than sort of uh, just uh, fool around here up at top of the show, let's get to Eddie. I don't know how long it's going to take us to get through this and then uh, we can play around with the mailbag uh, once we get there. Okay, sure. Okay. All right. Akiva, can you give us the setup here for 1996's Eddie, which apparently you and I had both vetoed in past times that it was uh called into the game yes we saved our vetoes for the entire 2019 and then both vetoed eddie strategically and it did not really pay off either of our vetoes i think we were one time we were trying to get uh like a like a hanukkah movie to like to watch some sort of a holiday like right. christmas slash hanukkah movie and it didn't end up coming up on the wheel even with a second spin yeah i think that might have uh, been my veto um then mm-hmm. it was like right at the end of the year you know yes. you can't take it with you as they say about robin to give me to podcast vetoes and so that was why i ended up vetoing it wasn't ever that i didn't want to talk about this movie i was always interested in it uh spoiler alert i didn't think it's that crappy of a movie yeah, it it is somewhere between like a good movie and a bad movie, but it it was definitely watchable. My wife came in and watched it with me. Actually, like it wasn't, you know, I, there's definitely a lot to pick apart. I think, but it, it's not. Uh, it, I mean, it's a five point two on IMDb. It's not a good movie, but it's not a great movie. Stretch. But it is not like, oh my god, what? How did this get made? What a terribly right, made a how movie this, this made. is. Uh, it's yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I think the worst thing it has going for it the the name Eddie brutal yeah. name for this movie. Worst yeah, name. Okay, so if for people who don't know, Eddie is Whoopi Goldberg's character who 
is a limo driver who, as we'll explain in a few minutes, becomes the head coach of the New York Knicks. Rob will explain how soon. But basically, her name is Edwina, and people call her Eddie, so the movie is named after her character. If you're naming the movie after your lead character, then that movie can be called anything on Earth, right? Any name on Earth can be the name of the movie. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a fake name. It doesn't mean anything. It could have been Sally. John it Sally. Could have been, it could have John Sally is, uh, I think, in this movie. We, it could have been. <laughs> yes, yes, it, I it, believe it, he is. Yeah. It could have been Stephanie. It could <laughs> have been Brittany. Like, a, any name could have been Karen. By the way, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's real name uh, oh. is Karen. Do you think she gets a lot of, like, Karen flack now in 2020? Mm, she's or is she Karen. above it? Yeah. Yeah. Is she a uh, Karen? I, I, I believe she's not. No, I don't think. And also it's with a C. C-A-R-Y-N. Mm-hmm. Um, although it is very Karen to watch The View, I think. So to be on The View, then that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, Do you think that if yeah. we were female hosts of this show that people would say, Rob and Akiva are such Karens? Uh, we have the exact same opinions. We're, we just happen to be women. <laughs> yeah. So you think instead of boomers, we'd get called Karens a lot? I think, I think people so. would use that slur against us. Yeah. Yes. They should still call us Karens. I think that would, I'd rather be called Karens than boomers, they, they, and it's I funnier. think people would try that. They would try that. Yeah, try that. Yeah, but uh, you can't. You can't. Okay. All right. Anyway. So, so what would you have named the movie? If uh, it's not Eddie, Eddie I need a na- better name. She's the coach. The, how about that? A- any Anything. That's good. She's the coach isn't bad. That's I mean, pretty good. She's the Sheriff was a show where um, it was Suzanne Summers was uh, the woman sheriff. Uh, that anything that implies a woman is coaching a WNBA team and it's 1996. An NBA team. I'm oh, sorry, NBA, an NBA team. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> I, that, there's so many things. Just anything to imply that there is a female coach of a basketball team. Like, oh, that's interesting. Eddie does nothing. Yeah, it doesn't say anything. You just put, you know, of course, Whoopi Goldberg's name is the title. Like, you, you see the posters and the trailers. It's huge red letters, Whoopi, small, much smaller letters. The newest coach in the NBA has the Knicks right where she wants them, Eddie. Um, I guess Whoopi was like hosting Oscars. Then she was very hot in the streets. Yeah, you want an IMD bag, Whoopi? Yeah, let's see what she was up to. Then we have a, definitely okay. a second IMD bags to get. I mean, to today this from. is Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, if not at the height of her powers, uh, slowly on the come down here for Whoopi Goldberg. I think that uh, the uh, a- absolute apex of the Whoopi Goldberg career has to come. I think around like 1991. I think that that's got to be the uh, Ghost Sister Act era for Whoopi. Uh, I know she has some stuff going on in the 80s before that, but she makes like her big, like she is uh, like maybe like top three uh, like box office person, Whoopi Goldberg. Are you a sister Maybe not act guy? Top three. I mean, Schwarzenegger is definitely ahead of her at was, that time. The, the, Stallone, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. It was Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Costner, and Whoopi. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, she's probably maybe uh, her or Julia Roberts, you know, who's the number one, you know, female actress of uh, the of the early 90s. I mean, it's she's right there. What does she win the Oscar for? Do you remember? So it's Best Supporting Actor for Ghost. For Ghost. Uh, okay, so she wins it for Ghost, and that's 1990. Okay, 1990 is Ghost. And then Sister Act is the big, uh, that's the big hit. That's her, like, uh, Sister Act is a, it's a runaway hit. My childhood friend Andrew was at my house one weekend, 
And I don't know if it was Sister Act 1 or 2, because I don't think it was 1992. Sister I Act knew 2, it. Back in the Habit. Back in the Habit. It must have been Sister Act 2. But he, we pay-per-viewed it at my parents' house. Thanks, Mom and Dad Wieninger, mm-hmm. for the three ninety nine. And I fell asleep two or three minutes into the movie at like midnight, and he watched the whole thing. Wow. So I've never seen it, even though we, uh, we pay-per-viewed Sister <laughs> yeah. Act 2. Sister Act 2, I'm sorry, Sister Act 1, uh, $231.6 million wow. at the box office. Adjusted for inflation, it's a billion. Yeah, uh, $31 million budget for uh, Sister Act. So Whoopi is really, really huge at the start of the 90s. Uh, of course, uh, Akiva, I don't know if you know this, do you know that Whoopi is on Star Trek Next Generation? Or we talked about that, I think that was Patrick Stewart on the week that we watched The View. You, I don't remember you saying this. Who'd she play? <laughs> she played the bartender on the, the Starship Enterprise. Well, that's crazy. No, I had no <laughs> idea that she was, uh, is she a fan of Star Trek? I guess so. I think she was a fan of Star Trek. Uh, I want to say that the backstory is that she was a fan of uh, the original Star Trek. Uh, and I think that that was how she ended up uh, getting involved. Uh, of course, that uh, Lieutenant Yohora was uh, one of the first recurring african-american women on a television show i think that that was the connection although that might be uh that uh, maybe just a something i'm making up off the time i I believe that that sounds right to me um but yeah so uh she's a star trek fan she ended up uh being a part of star trek the next generation she wasn't a a, a weekly regular character but you know she'd probably appear on like at the you know uh in the heyday maybe like 10 episodes a season or something like that and so she is a part of the lion king in 1994 a big get there as one of the hyenas the sister act two uh 1993 and uh, not as big of a hit. And then uh, here's 1996's Eddie, which she has a starring role in. And then uh, she really, uh, hard to find. Where does it go wrong for her? <sighs> it's hard to find another movie that she, is it Eddie? Could be Eddie. I mean, Eddie, uh, just to get into the numbers behind Eddie. Here it is, 1996, uh, $30 million budget, $31 million at the box office. Uh, not a total disaster, but I guess kind of close to it. I mean, you're spending the same money that you spend on Sister Act, and you're breaking even and probably losing money uh, with all the marketing. Yeah, by the way, the top 10 movies for that month, Eddie was May 31st, so the top 10 movies for June yeah. from 1996. The Rock, Mission Impossible, Twister, great month to go to the movies. Great popcorn month. Uh, the Cable Guy, which actually made some money. Eraser, which is actually a pretty underrated movie. I don't know if you've seen Eraser, but it's good. Mm-hmm. The Hun- Hunchback of Notre Dame, Dragonheart, Eddie, The Nutty Professor, and Independence Day. Okay. Um, yeah, so those were the, well, and the Penn State didn't really open until July 4th. Maybe that was like sneak previews. We're still earning that money. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's what it was competing against. I don't know where she was in Ghosts of Mississippi. That was like always on cable. It was a very serious movie. I think James Woods plays a crazed, uh, racist murderer or something like that. Uh, big leap. And then, and then I think the, how Stella got a groove back, which she started that. Um, I think that, she, that that's not her movie. I think that she is a supporting actress in that. Okay. Yeah, but she's definitely like, she's one of the main people. But there's really not many other, like, I don't know if it was her choice because she was 
clearly like a leading woman or, you know, maybe it was a Hollywood thing where sometimes that you age out, especially a woman gets aged out. But there's just very few movies. She goes to like TV movies after that. Yeah, I wonder, I did she do Did she do a lot of TV? I wonder, did she do stand-up? Uh, yeah, it's hard to find a lot of stuff that she's really a part of here as we get to, like, the, the back half of the 90s and even into uh, the 2000s. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe she was, you know, she'd made a zillion dollars, she got her EGOT, and she got out of there. Yeah. Uh, did she do Broadway? I think she's done Broadway. I think, um, I mean, she's done so much. Like, she's o- always mm-hmm. worked. She has, like, ten projects a year. Yeah. Just not big movies. So, but it's also interesting she's never been, like, there's never been, like, a CBS sitcom called Whoopi no, that aired for, like, three well, or four years. Okay, That's weird. You're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, that in, so, in 2003, uh, Whoopi was the sitcom that premiered on oh, September 9th, 2003, on NBC. The show aired for one season, ended on April 20th, 2004. Maybe it had to be. It's funny that I said it never existed and it did exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe it had to be a CBS show and not an NBC show. It had to be a CBS work. show. And so what, what was it about? I don't remember what she was, uh, I guess, ran a hotel. Uh, and so I don't think it was autobiographical. Uh, but uh, Whoopi starred uh, in this comedy as one hit wonder Mavis Ray, a cigarette smoking, alcohol drinking, menopausal, and especially opinionated hotelier. Uh, the former one-hit wonder runs her own small hotel in New York City and does it any way she wants. That's interesting. It must not have been on on Thursday after Seinfeld because I once watched every show that was on after Seinfeld. Yeah, I don't know Seinfeld if it was. Uh, it doesn't say what Tuesday the time nighter. slot is. We have to go back on a Friday. We have to go back and take a look at what night of the week uh, it it aired on. What night of the week was September 9th, two thousand and three. But anyway, so maybe this was a career killer also because I was so the, the movie was directed Rob, by Steve Rash, which was, was what movie Eddie Eddie, Eddie was directed yeah. by Steve Rash. So Steve Rash starts off. He makes the Buddy Holly story, which gets a bunch of Oscar nods and is like a serious movie. He makes Under the Rainbow, which is a Chevy Chase comedy. Uh, he, he, he made uh, like some pretty, you know, standard, you know, B plus comedies. Then he makes Eddie. And within a few years, he's directing American Pie Bandcamp, mm-hmm. uh, Bring It On, In It to Win It, which is like straight to DVD, yep. I think, and Road Trip, colon, Beer Pong. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's just making, like, the backup D- straight to DVD movie, like, the, uh, you know, for comedies that are, you know, two movies out of their, out of, like, the theater already. Yeah. Uh, it, it, did, it went wrong for Steve Rash. Okay, so point. this might have been the career killer for Whoopi. Uh, this might be her last feature lead. Do you think there's a Eddie curse? <laughs> Eddie I don't even want to get. I don't want to get dark because we could we could get really dark with Eddie curse. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, what do you think the Eddie curse is? I don't know anybody involved in the movie. Is I don't think so podcast? because is this it? Oh no, I hope not. Well, that was that was smart. If if it is, like, it was we'll very smart to veto other it twice. People's podcast, but this is like the last of our starring podcasts. No, we'll make podcasts. They just won't be good anymore oh, yeah. after this. But it's I, like you know, I don't think she gets another movie. Like that, she, that she's above the fold, and she probably, I she still can. I don't know. She still can. Well, well, how come she hasn't gotten one since nineteen ninety six? I don't know. She's buying her time. Because could Whoopi host SNL? Right now, is she at the point, you know, SNL comes back in September? It looks like the last time she hosted might have been 1998. 
I do think there will be whoopee nostalgia at some point soon and that she will. No, she has to go she be gone. Ha- she has to be gone. You don't, you don't get nostalgia for being the host of one of the hosts of The View. I agree. But, but most people who don't want to care about The host View. host Saturday Night Live? I don't think so. Only if their goal was to get like Trump to live tweet it for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I, Whoopi could She's also difficult. Live. Whoopi's not really difficult. You know, uh, Rosie is, is notoriously difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, oh, another thing about this movie, which sort of debunks the Eddie curse, is the, two of the, there's really not a lot of main characters in the movie outside of the basketball players who are not actors. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, but of them, there's Dennis Farina, who you're probably more familiar with than I am. Yeah, I don't know. He, he seems like, uh, but but then there's Frank uh, Franklin Gala plays the owner. Yes, and Richard Jenkins is the assistant coach. Both those guys were nominated for Oscars, like relatively recently. I think in the same year, even for what? So um, Franklin Gala was, I think, the um, he was Nixon and Frost Nixon. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine doing Eddie. What do you think he's more proud of, Eddie <laughs> or Frost Nixon? And Richard Jenkins had a very small movie that I happened to see called The Visitor, where yeah. Uh, somebody somebody jumps a turnstile. Well, Jenkins, it was actually good. Uh, I know him more from that he was the dad on Six Feet Under. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was. But these are like very serious actors. Like Langella's like a million Tonys, and and yeah. you know he's these are these are actors, and they're it's just funny seeing them in Eddie. Yeah, but whatever's going on here, uh, this was it for Whoopi in terms of starring uh, yeah, in but- movies. Yeah, being, what a bang! Or being she, the the she, the star of a movie. I mean, you mentioned like Stella got her groove back. Uh, mm-hmm. She's going to show up in stuff here and there, but yeah, this is it. Another thing you could tell that they, like there were some issues is if you were watching the credits closely, like I was. There are so many different screenplay writing story by roles. This movie must have gone through ten thousand rewrites. Mm-hmm. It probably could've started as like a more. football movie. Yeah. No, well, maybe the first one was great. I'm sure every. Like, I don't know who would have gotten the award had this been nominated and won an Academy Award for screenplay, but there are six different people with screenplay by credits and four more people with story by credits. Uh, it is, you know, it, I, I feel like there was a lot of rewrites here and it, you can tell because there are some pretty basic missing elements to the plot that I feel like would have filled things in. And I, I, I almost uh, wish it, it would have been a lack longer. of an ending also. There's no ending. <laughs> The, um, all, but there's no ending, but also that's sort of the typical 90s sports movie ending. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when we get to the ending, I could, I, I, I could, I have a take on that, but like, there's, there's just like, we know so, why don't you explain the, the, the basic plot of the, of the movie and then, and then, you know, we could, we could get into the nitty gritty. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, I'm just trying to see, um, I'm not sure if she, uh, ever has hosted SNL. Well, now they now we got to get Whoopi for SNL trend. Yeah, let That's me crazy. see. Let me see. Uh, she's done a lot of cameos, but I don't think she's ever uh, she's ever hosted. And she's also been impersonated a number of times on mm-hmm. SNL. But Who does Whoopi Keenan? Uh, I believe that yeah, probably multiple people have done, but Keenan at one point did. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, you yeah. gotta get Whoopi on. Yeah, I would have bet anything she's hosted uh, SNL. Yeah, maybe there's bad blood between her and somebody. Yeah, um, but she has been she has been on it, but I don't. Uh, SNL has never asked Whoopi Goldberg uh, to host the show. 
All right, we're going to get that. Yes, this is from 2013 article on Showbiz 411. Whoopi Goldberg has never been asked to host SNL. Uh, And that's what the president of Goldberg's production company, Whoop Inc., uh, told me last night. Uh, So they have never, she has never been asked to host. But she's made cameos in 86 and 2013, I see. So she Mm -hmm. has been on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's been impersonated by Chris Rock, Tim Meadows, and Keenan Thompson. Yes. Okay. So we're still we're, waiting for are, our first woman to play yes. Whoopi on SNL. Break the, break the barrier. Welcome to SNL. 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 Oh, I would be so excited when that happens. <laughs> yeah, we'd be the whoopsters that would be there, the, the whooping it up. Yeah. For Whoopi. Yeah, I want to be in the audience when uh, when Whoopi hosts us. Are we the biggest Whoopi stands at this point? I think, I don't know if there's like, we if this was like. Whoopi. I think we do. I think, you know, forget about the King Cake Baby who's freaking like gone and, and off Twitter, basically. I mean, is, is I this we the second Whoopi. thing that we've talked about with her? Have we talked about anything else that she's been in? Uh, I think she's in Leprechaun 5. Leprechaun 5? Yeah. Okay. So. My problem with my problem with Whoopi is like her, the main thing she's on, I've fallen off of. Like I don't, I, I'm not still really keeping track of what's going on on the View. On the View, okay. So All you right. know, I like it's her main project, and I can't. It would be like I'm a big fan of someone, but like I can't listen to their main podcast or watch their main show. Mm-hmm. It would be it's hard to say you're their biggest stan. Okay. All right. Well, I have to feel like that this story of Eddie though has to appeal to you so much, Akiva, because I feel like that this this movie is your dream. Uh, you just becoming the coach of the New York Knicks. I mean that to go from just being a rabid sports fan to mm-hmm. catching the attention of the new owner of a team and mm-hmm. being put in a management position of that team. Is that not your waking dream? Yes. Uh, it's certainly not a nightmare because that wouldn't be a dream. <laughs> no, I think, I think it is with the slight caveat that, uh, I would rather be the GM than the coach. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is my that is definitely my dream. Okay. When I was certainly when I was a kid, that was what I would you know, even as a kid I couldn't fantasize about like being in the NBA. That would have been ridiculous. So So I think that would be a dream. Here's the plot of Eddie. Uh it takes place in an alternate universe where it's nineteen ninety six. Uh the Knicks are garbage and nobody goes to any games at Madison Square Garden. It's a little weird because they're not gonna ch- I don't know why they wouldn't just choose another team. Um, but I guess there, it's just sexier to have the Knicks. But like the Knicks were very good in 1996. The Knicks were, were very good in 1996. Fans. This is a dimension where there's no Patrick Ewing. Uh, the Knicks, the Knicks stink, and they have just been bought by a brand new owner. And I wonder, Akiva, that mm-hmm. I, I have a theory because that uh, I, I would have, I would have to say that um, to what degree. It were was the, was the Dolan family involved with the filming of this movie? They're filming this at. Well, I don't think he buys the Madison's- Knicks till after '96. Oh, who owns the Knicks in 1996? Um, like I'm not sure. I could look that up, but it was. I don't think Dolan bought it till the late '90s. And um, the scenes uh, Johnny DeSilvera points out, the scenes are actually filmed in Charlotte and made to look like MSG. Oh. Okay. So it's not even real MSG. Now, they did need to get the... If you're using the real team jerseys, you do need to get licensing from the team in the league. And this is not a very racy movie, so it's usually easy to get. They'll usually give it to you 
it, you okay. know, if you're not like having the players doing right. wild things. And- well, I thought that maybe was this some sort of like uh, that the Dolans uh, felt like, hey, uh, you want to see what happens when new owners come in? See what see see what happens. You think the grass is greener? How about this? Uh, but yeah, you're right. That it looks like that cable vision. Uh, buys the Knicks or so buys half of the Knicks uh, for six hundred fifty million in nineteen ninety seven, and then I guess uh, does Jim Dolan end up getting sole ownership after that? So, okay, so this is a pre Dolan era uh, Knicks franchise. But anyway, Whoopi Goldberg is Edwina. She works for some sort of a taxi dispatch, and she is the world's biggest Knicks fan. Yes, we see her announcing. And this is also a universe where everyone in the world only cares about the Knicks, who are also terrible, because she announces the Knicks games on the dispatch machine to all of her drivers. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Marv Albert is featured heavily in this universe. He is still calling Knicks games. A, a massive miss. This is really only for me and Rob, but a massive miss not having Mike Francesa and, and the Mad Dog. Yeah. Talk about Eddie. Talk about the Knicks for a minute here. <laughs> well, it's crazy. They, that they do end up having some uh, WFAN, but we end up seeing uh, Walt Clyde Frazier on WFAN. Now, did uh, Walt Clyde Frazier ever host on WFAN? Not to, he may have, but I definitely don't remember. Walt Clyde Frazier, people don't know, is a a legendary Knicks player and a very longtime Knicks announcer who has been on a million commercials and is most famous probably now for his incredibly uh, um, loud suits. Oh, I was going to say, we're, uh, and he does Just for Men with Keith Hernandez. Yes, yeah. He's, he's in a lot of commercials still, and but also he has crazy There's suits. There's no play for Mr. Gray. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Clyde the Glide is... You know, they have a lot, they have Chris Berman talking about it, and a lot. Of, they have a lot of. There's about a hundred cameos. In this <laughs> a movie. lot of ca- a lot of cameos. Uh, are you a big Marv Albert guy, Akiva? I like Marv Albert. Yes. It, it's funny. When did he get canceled? Do you remember when Marv uh, yes, Albert? Got it canceled? was 1997, and that okay. he was having rough relations with a woman, <laughs> and he was accused of biting this woman. Yeah, with a party. I, see, <laughs> so it was it was i don't remember nobody talks about it anymore nobody talks about it so it was it was non-consensual biting is that what happened <laughs> i think i think this is what's what's going on i think no i think there may have been worse stuff than that because i don't think it would have been canceled for that i assume it was worse but i was i was like young and i yeah i, I don't know i was always sort of like Mm-hmm. We would always turn off like sort of the sexual assault type stories when they were on Sports Center yeah. or whatever. So, uh, dating back yeah, from the so Mike it was Tyson a, era. Uh, allegedly a uh, sex scandal in 1997. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. A 42 year old mm-hmm. woman accused Albert of throwing her onto a bed, biting her, and uh, uh, forcing her to perform an act on him on February 12th, 1997. Um, so, did he go away for a while? What was the- he did? Yeah. So it's a little more serious than I had than I had remembered. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't. I, um, I don't remember he- it being talked about. Like, if this happened today, I think that Marv Albert is, uh, you know, sent packing. So he was fired, and uh, he definitely went away for a few years. Uh, but he comes back two years later, and I think uh, it was mostly mocked, and it was a lot of like Jay Leno, David Letterman. Yeah, it was Jay Leto, uh, Mar, uh, uh, D- David Letterman, sort of. Hey, uh, did you hear about uh, Marv Albert? Uh, yeah. But the only thing I remember is biting, because that's all anybody talked about was the biting. It was a big deal. The people were very into talking about this biting thing. 
Yeah. And a lot of That's jokes all, about like, Jay Leno uh, his hair piece. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Marv Albert's son now is like 50. You know, he, his son Kenny has been for a long time. Kenny Albert. Yes. Is an announcer. Yes. But Mark um, Albert, he's back. Like, uh, I just heard him on, I, I, I think that I was listening to a Michael K. show interview. They talked to Marv Albert. Oh, he's been fully back for, he came back a couple I'm years back, later. Akiva. He, he's, he's not, he's not in the main, he's not like, he's worked his way up. He, at the, at the beginning, he was not like the main guy, but he's, you know, I think what maybe TNT is one or two announcer now. Yeah. For games. You know, he's definitely lost the step. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's not a young man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he I, wasn't I a young man in the 90s. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, that's enough Marv Albert talk, I think. <laughs> but I'm, gl- I'm glad to know you have a <laughs> hey, good... Hey, look, uh, he's not... If he's not canceled, you could talk about him. He's I think he is canceled. I didn't realize not. what he had done. <laughs> I, I, we may have to... Re- Listen, Bill Cosby, it was known what he did, and until... Uh, who's the comedian who really outed him? Hannibal? Hannibal Burris? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, we made the, to like, recancel Bill, uh, uh, Marv Albert. Like, I didn't realize what he did. Should was so Marv bad. Albert, uh, preemptively retire? I think we could yes. force him to retirement. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, goodbye, Marv. Mm. I, I really just thought he bit a woman. Like, like, you know, what, I mean, not that that's great to just fight a strange woman. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I don't so think the she owner- was a stranger. Uh, she wasn't a stranger, but I don't think the biting was consensual. Yeah. Well, um, no, it was, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think so. He didn't walk over to somebody. I did get I did get bit today by my three-year-old. I don't know if you've ever been bit by one of your kids. <laughs> Not recently. They bite yeah, each I other. Did get bit they today. bite each other. I got. I stuck my hand there, and he was mad. It wasn't really about me, but it's like when a kid, he just chomped down. Mm-hmm. And you're just standing there like, get this off of me. Oh, yeah. it was terrible. Did they not uh, reach out to Marv Albert for The Last Dance? Denied. Well, he wasn't really the main announcer then. Yeah, it was all in '98. Well, Costas literally has that call—the seventh greatest call in you know <laughs> the, the last forty years. Spoiler for next week's third defense podcast. It's like the Costas is the announcer. You notice they got like ten Willow Bay mm-hmm. uh, talking heads. Uh, you know who Willow Bay is married to? And uh, no, Bob Iger, the, the boss oh. of the you know the president of the of the guy who owns the you know the CEO of the company. Yeah. Like, why is Willow Bay in this so much? I don't remember her being like such a big part of 90s basketball. It's like, oh, because the boss. Yeah, w- was Marv Albert on, he was on NBC? He was, a, he was oh, NBC's so, number so one guy. He's suspended. He's, he's go out, out by this point then. This is when he is out. Yeah. By 98, he's out. They bring I'm him back out. in 2000. And then in, uh, but, and now he's more TNT. I don't think he has anything yeah. to do with NBC. Well, NBC doesn't even have basketball now, but mm-hmm. I don't think he has anything to do with ESPN okay. and ABCs. So, um, and, Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so here's that. That's the synopsis of the, the how Eddie starts up, and so that in addition to also being sort of like the taxi dispatcher, like a, mm-hmm. I guess like a Edwina also goes and like picks people up. Also, so she goes out to like private airport, picks up a guy who is like a rich guy getting off a private plane, coming in from someplace in the south. Uh, seems to be a person of means. He's got a bunch of suitcases. Uh, he makes. By the way, those suitcases disappear when she drops him off. If mm-hmm. you know, he lets yeah, her out. Yeah. And then- uh, Eddie goes ahead and has to uh, carry all the suitcases, but she's she's also she's she's driving the limo. And then as she's listening to sport ESPN radio, uh, now and on ESPN radio in 1996. Boomer, aka Chris Berman, hosts a call-in WNBA, or I keep saying WNBA, uh, a call-in NBA show. 
Yeah. I'm getting W. I don't think Boomer's F-A-N ever hosted and, a radio yeah. show. Yeah. So, yeah. What? Why? Why Berman hosting a sports talk radio show? You know, he was just very hot in '96. He was like the announcer that people. You know, they probably a year later they probably call Oberman and Patrick for this. But mm-hmm. right now, it's right. You know, and and then when is basketball? They they get Casas and Michael. Yeah. Now so this, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Berman. It must be. It must be huge at the height of his powers here in 1996. He even gets to shoehorn in at some point in like then like uh, Eddie is doing so good. I almost say she could go all the way. Yeah, did he say that? I thought he did. He says one of his. One of his. uh, I think that that was. Yeah, it It wouldn't been. It would been when they had a 19 game losing streak. She was really rumbling, fumbling, and stumbling. (laughs) Back, 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 back up <laughs> against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> in this coaching career. Anyway, yeah. so the new somebody, this person uh, has bought the Knicks. Uh, his name is Wild Bill Burgess. He has yeah. uh, come in. He's bought the Knicks in the middle of the season. She doesn't realize this is the new, even though she's the biggest Knicks fan in the world, she doesn't realize, I guess, was this like a quiet sale that had been no rumors of the Knicks sale? I, I maybe like sports business just wasn't as big of a deal in '96 that it is now, but like yeah. I can't first of all sell hold on to the team whoever sell it because it's gonna it's gonna go up twenty fold probably mm-hmm. in ten years. Yeah, you know it's gonna be worth billions. So this guy has bought the Knicks. She doesn't. She's the world's biggest Knicks fan. She's in the front of the limo, partition but, up. She's listening to the show. She hears this guy on the radio. He's in the back of the limo calling in to Chris Berman. And so she's calling in because she's got hot takes for this new owner. And Chris Berman, what I mean, what, what kind of radio show is this? Like, all right, we're on. We, we've got the new owner of the Knicks. And we and uh, all right, let's take some calls. Yeah, it's like Renat, basically. It's like, <laughs> all right, we're going to have like a guest. And well, yeah, it was like, it's, it's very haphazard. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like ready to blast the new uh, the new owner. Yeah, my favorite. I'm. I'm thinking like, is this, is this something a new owner would do? But it is. If you remember when uh, Prokhorov buys the Nets, yeah, he he goes on Mike Francesa for like an hour. Okay. So uh, Prokhorov is a is is like a an, like a billionaire uh, Russian guy who like came yeah. to the United States I had remember. barely been here. I'm, well, I'm explaining to the audience. Yeah. I know you know and 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 buys the Nets, and it's a big deal because no, like he's one of the first foreign owners, certainly the first Russian owner ever sort of a friend of Putin and the Nets were kind of sad and they were moving to Brooklyn and he was like, oh, we're going to hit you with like some big surprise in November. And he was like so cryptic and he's like, oh, trust me, we're going to blow away the whole NBA in November with this November surprise. And like Mike was like, oh, I'm very excited about it. And it never happened. Like it, like Progorov never had it. And I think he's already sold the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is what it reminds <laughs> me of, like just some, the new owner coming in. If your owner's nickname is Wild, that's probably a bad sign. <laughs> Uh, I would love a wild Stevie Cohen uh, to come on in. Absolutely. Yeah. No, at this point, it's be- the truth is this movie's aged well because it's realistic that the Knicks could have an owner. I mean, this guy is much better owner than Dolan. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, this movie was ahead of its time that the Knicks are terrible. Yeah. In 1996, uh, the Knicks, Knicks are great. Movie comes out. Knicks are terrible. Uh, basically, uh, three years after this until the present. And this is super realistic. Knicks have been terrible for 20 some odd years. If there was, if in the movie, the owner had, let's say, had a star player of another team 
uh, have a $12 million <laughs> sexual harassment lawsuit yes. that he had to pay. And then, well, not Marv Albert, but Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. And then, and then he decides to hire this guy and make him the general manager of their WNBA yeah. team yeah. to hide him. We'd say like, no, that's too evil and it's no, a terrible I mean, movie how plot many, point. The, how many that's what the Knicks, Knicks did. horror stories have yeah. there been? Uh, what was the, what was the one about the, the, the coach was having an affair with the, with, with, well, that with, was a rumor. That was a rumor. That was, that was a rumor where that he didn't get caught sleeping with somebody else's wife. His, I think his ex-wife or estranged wife. Yeah. Was the Jason coach was sleeping kid? with a, no, a kid, a kid, uh, is a separate, that's a separate scandal. Yeah. I think Kid was like with Jimmy Jackson or Mashburn, one of those guys. Um, no, this was Derek Fisher. Okay. This is more recent. That Derek yeah. Fisher and Matt Barnes and some celebrity. I don't remember. Yeah. It's a whole, that they've got like, uh, everything with Phil Jackson. It's mm-hmm. a whole, it's a mess. Everything. Yeah. No, yeah. No, this guy is a much better owner, but I don't think he's that rich. Like, I don't think, I don't know where his money's from exactly. Yeah. Wild I don't know. Bill Burgess. I don't know. So he's the new owner. And so that when Eddie ends up making an impression on him and then uh, she's like telling him everything about the Knicks. And he's like, okay, good. She drops him off at the hotel. And now she also attends every single Knicks games. And I guess she has a regular routine. She gets to Madison Square Garden. She seems to have a friend who, I don't know, is, is the friend that interested in the Knicks? Uh, no, it's one of the, yeah. one of the weird things about this movie is we learn very little about Eddie's life, even though she's like the sole character in the movie. We don't know, like, <laughs> yeah. she, she, she alludes to a husband that died, but I don't think we find that out for sure, right? She mentions her husband yeah, was in the maybe hospital. Maybe that got, that was one of the rewrites, uh, where there was more about her backstory. But I think they, they thought that maybe she would seem like too much of a loser if she went to the games by herself. So she has like yes. a friend who, I guess like the whole point of the friend and, and the friend is like showing cleavage and that's how they get into like better seats. Is that part mm-hmm. of it? Yeah. So uh, you learn nothing else about the 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 friend other than she has somebody to go to the games with. And so part of their ritual is she gets down close and then uh, heckles the uh, the coach of the team for a while before like she has to be removed and go to her nosebleed seats. Yeah, that was one of my notes at first. Was like, wow, her seats are way too good for like in the preview. Is like, oh, she's got nosebleeds, whatever. But yeah, they they were you a big sneak down guy because. We, we, at Chase Stadium was pretty easy. It, you, first of all, like, if you go to my grandfather, my grandfather would always be like, oh yeah, just give the usher 10 bucks and he lets you sit wherever you want. Um, but it, it's very easy to sneak down after like the fourth inning into the, you know, at a baseball game. I think it's harder at MSG. Yeah. So I, uh, have not been to a ton of, uh, Knicks games in my day. Uh, I've been to probably like three or four, but, uh, I used to, I think, a little, like later in the games at Shea Stadium, uh, attempt that stuff. But I always felt like, uh, you know, it's, it's the worst feeling when they say like, uh, all right, all right, let me see your tickets. Like, yeah, I hate oh, that. Oh, I can't. Oh, I, 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 I must that. be the complete. Like, oh, I'm in the wrong thing. Oh, it's yeah, so it's embarrassing. Awkward. Also, if you sit in a nosebleed at a basketball game, it's kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not great. Like, there's certain sports like football. You could still see what's going on. And now, like the the jumbotrons are so great that you're sort of like watching the screen in a in a lot of arenas. Mm-hmm. A hockey is usually still fine, but basketball it can be it can be tough. And once I, I've said this so that I I got to sit in the first row next to Gandolfini at a Nick game because it was snowing and nobody wanted to use the Morgan Stanley or one of those banks big you know their their corporate tickets. And my dad's friend worked there, and he gave he said if Mar- you know Mara went to college right next door to the 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 office, and she's like if she comes pick and picks them up. You guys can sit there. So we sat next to Gandolfini and his fiance, who we ended up not marrying. Oh. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so that ru- also ruined basketball. Like, all right, you can't go back to the nosebleeds after you sit on the court mm-hmm. in the Spurs huddle. Yeah. Um, Once but, you sit uh, in first class, can't go back to coach. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And speaking of um, the coach. Yeah. So they've got a weird contest at Madison Square Garden. Uh, is this any basis in, in reality? Do they have a thing called the honorary coach? No. First of all, there's no basis. I think basically Wild, so Wild Bill, he comes in and he tries to put his stamp on the team. Right. So the first thing he does is he burns the jersey of Walt Frazier accidentally with fireworks. <laughs> accidentally. Inside the that was not. Yeah. yeah. And then and then he starts this like, you know, honorary coach thing and three people get shots. But it doesn't make any sense. It should be a half court shot. One, the fans are more engaged if it's a half court shot. And two, like there's going to be nights where all three people are honorary coaches sitting on the bench, which is also, I'm sure, not allowed by the league. Yeah, I like, think you can just have like random fans Bill on the bench. Thing, maybe more yeah. than like something uh, like, do you think that the Knicks were already doing this? No, it, it, they made it. It's sort of edited sloppily, but I think they made it seem like this was one of his ideas. Yeah, because I mean, Eddie doesn't seem that shocked that uh, this is happening. Uh, She's no, in I, shock I think that she was, gets picked, but it's not like, yes. what is this honorary coach? What is that about? Because um, she's like ready to go up there. They pick three people. And if you make a foul shot, you become the honorary coach. Now, yeah. is there any power in being the honorary coach? You, like, you get to sit on the bench. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't, okay. I don't think there's, sh- there's usually I don't think it usually leads to you becoming the actual coach. <laughs> usually, usually not. Yeah. So, but within two seconds, Marv Albert knows her name. He's like, well, the, uh, you know, Eddie. What's her last name again? Franklin. Eddie Franklin, the assist, like the honorary assistant coach, is getting a technical foul. Like, how did you know her last name, Marv? Maybe he does a lot of research on. I don't know. Yeah, who the fans are in the in, at the game. Yeah, he he may know that because that it seems like that Madison Square Garden is such like a like wasteland, <laughs> a ghost town that. Nobody uh, goes there. That seems like this loud fan. Like it seems like that the security guards know her. Marv Albert seems to know who she is. Everybody knows who this uh, fan. Is. This is like uh, if Cowbell Man was like the coach of the Mets. Maybe she's a famous fan. Um, and also, it's we used if to this talk is about like this. If inside- Fireman Ed became the mm-hmm. coach of the Jets. We we used to joke about Seinfeld about the world of of New York City and the Seinfeld universe is like <laughs> yeah. fifty people like the everyone town knows where everybody everybody knows your name yeah it's a small town so I, I it's the same thing with Madison Square Garden there's about forty people you can very clearly hear the fans from the nosebleeds chanting and and you know yelling at their friends uh, there's nobody else there and you know part of it is they are you know saying that there's the Knicks are so bad nobody goes but as we know the Knicks have been bad for. A million years, and the crowd is always ninety percent there, even mm-hmm. for irrelevant games. Yeah, unless it snows. Um, so the, uh, Whoopi is on the bench. The coach hates her guts. They they have her thrown out of the game, and everybody everybody's mad. Uh, that the the fans are mad because that uh they liked having her there for some reason. Also, the uh Wild Bill is mad, and uh, it's kind of like a a media story. Yeah. By the way, can I spoil something for you? So Wild Bill, we said played by future Oscar nominee Frank Langella. Uh, I guess they had such great chemistry in the movie, the owner and the coach, that they started dating for many years. She dated uh, Frank Langella? Yeah, that was after Ted Danson. That was like, because wow. Whoopi had like three non-celeb marriages, and then I think there's Ted Danson in there, and then there's Frank Langella. And I don't know if she's really been uh, sort of spotted with a specific person this sort of century but uh you know Whoopi was uh with in a relationship with him for years okay, from eddie wow yeah okay it's funny where, where do you guys meet and i was like oh, i would sooner say like on tinder than on the set of eddie 
<laughs> All right. So a anyway, also, uh, Eddie also coaches uh, youth basketball. Um, Eddie is a youth basketball coach who we don't. Is she a mom? No, I don't think so. We but do see some kids with her, but I don't think they're hers. I, I don't know. There's a lot. Again, there's a lot that we don't know about Eddie's backstory. This is the only scene that we see her at youth coaching. I think they're like, oh, like, well, maybe we gotta like uh, introduce the fact that she actually knows what she's doing in terms of yeah. uh, coaching basketball. Yeah, she's she's a, just loves the game of basketball. She's a youth coach. She you know stands up for some kid who somehow she she's not a teacher. But she knows the kid's grades, and therefore he's not allowed to play, even though he's the star of the team. I don't know, you know, how she knew everyone's grades and that they're mm -hmm. getting C's or D's. But yeah, she's a very strict uh, a basketball coach, Eddie. Okay, so she goes to the next night's game, and then uh, Wild Bill. Uh, he has another big like, uh, you know, you know how the owner addresses the team before uh, all the big sporting events that you go to, and then. Mm -hmm. Uh, he has Edwina come on down and then does, uh, the, does coach Bailey resign or does he get fired, uh, at half court? Uh, he, he convinces him to quit because he finds out Wild Bill's very cheap and he realizes he's gonna have to pay him like a million dollars if he, if he fires him. So he, he convinces him to quit by getting Whoopi too involved. Okay. So then he makes her, then now she's actually the coach of the team. Yes, yeah, she is now the, I mean, I feel like at this point, David Stern, I don't know if in this world he is, but David Stern, the very authoritarian commissioner of the NBA, would for sure step in and say he he blocked trades because he thought they weren't fair. Mm -hmm. He's going to allow a fan to be the coach of the of his of his the jewel franchise of the NBA. Well, one of them. There's a lot of reason to so. believe that David Stern is uh, uh, nowhere to be found in this <laughs> bizarro universe. You think Gary Bettman is more the GM of uh, like the the commission of uh, in the Eddie universe? It's more of a hockey thing. I think Gorilla Monsoon might be the commissioner <laughs> of the NBA in this movie. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> there's some other plot points that are going to come that uh, make you wonder if anybody is uh, really at the league offices at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Eddie's the coach, and the players don't really seem to care. Uh, the media is thrilled, though. Yeah, the media likes it. Fans we have, like we get it. a lot of yeah, we get a lot of New York cameos about like, oh, they're excited about Eddie. Uh, one of the weird things about the players, so the players are all the, the sh sports movies and sports shows. Rob have to decide: are we going to have good actors who can't play the game, mm -hmm. or we can have or we can have basketball players who aren't great actors? And it's sport contingent, I think. In baseball movies, you don't have like Albert Pujols playing. You have Charlie Sheen playing outfield or pitching. Mm -hmm. And then, and you worry about Wesley Snipes playing outfield. And then you worry about the base, you know, you've highly choreographed, tight cut baseball clips that don't embarrass them. But it's much harder in basketball. You need to be a realistic NBA player. You need to be, unless you're Muggsy Bogues, who is in this movie. Yeah. Like, weirdly best friends with eddie for some reason um <laughs> you need to be like a six foot five person it doesn't really work so they chose basketball players there are 49 nba players according to the new york times who had a positive review of this movie who show up yeah uh, you know it's it's like a, a, a huge every every like sixth man every bench player in the nba is in this movie mm -hmm. they, they don't get All the right, stuff. tell us about the team can you tell us about the starting five for the knicks uh okay so we have um let's work through this the star of the team yeah. is is a guy named Stacy Patton. Yes. He's like a chucker, right? He is a ball hog. We learn at one point when she 
when she pulls him, he refuses to play defense. He's yeah. like an Allen Iverson type. Yeah, I was gonna say, guy, give he us a, never a, been- a, a uh, comparison. I, I feel like that he's uh, kind of like a Stefan Marbury. He's a little bit of a Marbury. That's true. He's I think he's a local, local boy. Kid, also, yeah, yes, yes, but. Uh, he's never come out of a game all season that Whoopi Goldberg says, which is like nobody ever averages 40 minutes a game. So it's funny that he's like a 48 solid never comes off. Do not take me off the, you know. Yeah, he's like a um, max effort lazy guy. Yes. So uh, he's played by Malik Seeley, who's probably <laughs> the best actor of all these yes, guys. Yes. Uh, and Malik Seeley, unfortunately, is one of the few players in NBA history to an active player who died in the middle of his career. He was killed in a car accident. Oh, I in, did not uh, know this. In, yeah, yeah. He's, he dies uh, long after the movie. He's a very young player in this movie. He 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 died on his way back from Kevin Garnett's uh, birthday party. He was like best friends with Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he and he was a uh, Minnesota Timberwolf. He had his best year in 2000 and he was killed in a car accident right after they were eliminated from the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Malik Seeley is the star of the team. Stacey Patton. Then they have um, Mark Jackson plays preacher i think used to be a good player and is now sort of at the end of his career i think that's that's not john sally oh is that john sally who is who's who's, like the names are so generic nate wilson darren taylor like yeah Yeah. that's sally mark jackson is the is yeah john sally uh, he doesn't play any it's weird like he's on the team he's on the team he's like a legend uh i guess he can still play but for some reason uh he's just benched i don't know if he's fallen out of favor with the coaching staff or what uh, but he ends up really being like the, the, when the Knicks have the big turnaround in the movie, it's because, uh, Eddie puts Nate Wilson, she benches, uh, Stacey Patton and plays Nate Wilson. Yes. And then there's, uh, a big Russian fellow named, uh, Ivan Radovadovich, who is played by, uh, Dwayne Shinsius, who my Spurs, I believe, picked yes. in the first round of the draft. And I remember my dad saying that night. Uh, this guy needs a haircut and he's going to be a bust. And he was indeed uh, <laughs> yes. a, a huge bust. And the running joke in the movie is that uh, that uh, he is, uh, if you call him Ivan, he says it's Ivan. Ivan. And he's allergic to defense, which was like the big stereotype of European players in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That he absolutely refused to play defense, which will come in uh, as a major plot point later in the movie. Yeah. Oh, look. Greg Ostertag is here. Yeah. Greg. O- I think Greg Ostertag is the, is uh, he on the team? Yeah. Is, is Ostertag on, on, on the Knicks or is he on the I – guess, I guess he is. I think he's on the Knicks. Yeah. Second time uh, but yeah, it's uh, legitimate. this week on Rob is a podcast that Ostertag has come up. Yeah. Wow. There is like legitimately a million – Scott Burrell, who has a major part in the Jordan movies, is in, this, mm-hmm. is, is in, is in the movie. Uh, Gary Payton plays a uh, – The glove? Is, is the street baller. The glove, who's probably the, the best player who shows up in the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see Dennis Rodman has a speaking Jordan role. anytime he wanted to. Yeah, that's true. Anytime. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, should we make like, a, a meme of uh, Jordan laughing, listening to her nap, <laughs> Gary Payton yes. style? Yes. I was hoping that uh, I saw a uh, gif of like uh, Jordan like uh, like dancing and it was like, uh, well, I think this might have been on the Survivor Reddit, like what Jordan was really listening to. And I was hoping it was going to be uh, a Rob is a podcast episode, uh, but yes. it was just that uh, You Better Get Ready song. But maybe we can get, maybe this could be a good uh, TikTok for uh, for Nicole Horn. Nicole, to- yeah, could we get the Renap theme song? And then it's more of a meme, I think, <laughs> yeah. than a TikTok, but yeah. maybe she could no, make it No, it shouldn't even be the theme song it should just be like a generic point of a podcast of uh jordan with the headphones on okay just <laughs> all right perfect um yeah so a million a million fun nba cameos 
Uh, like Rodman talk, you know, talks trash he with her. Up. Rick Fox is a, a big part of the team. Well, remember, Rick Fox really wanted to be an actor. Yeah. Rick Fox was like really pivoting towards being an actor. Handsome guy, Rick or, Fox. Yeah, very good looking guy. Uh, Avery Johnson gets clowned on by by Whoopi, who I think is taller than Avery Johnson. So there's there's just a million. Uh, Vladi Divac is mm-hmm. like the Russian who hangs out with Ivan Radovich. You know, he's like excited to see Ivan Radovich, whatever. Yeah. Um. So a lot, a lot of NBA cameos. But that's it. That's like the cast of the movie. It's like one of the problems with the movie is the, the guys don't have fun nicknames. Like you think of a major league and it's, you know, Willie Mays Hayes and Wild Thing. It's like the the players... They be, because this is a whoopee vehicle, it's the the players are not the focus. And therefore, we have no emotional investment in the players. And and even like we see them on the plane, they're not partying like you see the Jordan documentary and the players are playing like craps and poker mm-hmm. and whatever. They're all reading books. Well, it's, there's it's like, one point. There's one point where the, the Knicks players like go to like a party with a bunch of groupies. Yes. But in general, they're like very buttoned down. They just don't care. Like they're bad and they're fine with it. And they'd rather like read books and wear like you know suits on the airplane. It, it, it it's very strange. And like you 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 don't learn anything. Shoot about album covers. Yeah, that you there the, you know that's why this is almost like a TV show. Like it would have been fun to see Eddie as a ten part series. Mm-hmm. Like you get to know the players. Uh, you know you, you get you get more invested in the team. It was very rushed. The whole movie like the, the Knicks don't win a game like until like well over an hour into the movie and then they're become <laughs> they're this the like you know the playoffs, then right. they're in the mix for the they playoffs lose 21 all of a sudden. games in a row yeah, 21 in a row but then then all of a sudden it's like that was a small a slight blip on the uh you know maybe the <laughs> <laughs> very easily attainable eight seed yeah. uh in yeah. the eastern conference that happens sometimes that is true you can't have a 30 and 52 team get in that's true yeah anyway so um we have one scene like so uh eddie is the coach uh this seems like that uh somebody demanded it in uh the process of we need a scene where eddie goes in the locker room but uh this felt very tacked on it's it's weird well so we don't know so she's making fun of somebody's junk right like the size of somebody but like but we don't know who's it's not like I guess no, none yeah. of the players in the NBA would want yeah, that. Like, you, you, to go back to the real locker room. In the uh, NBA locker rooms, uh, lots of uh, small penis jokes uh, yeah. going on in there. Well, I think if a guy was in this movie and he was the butt of the joke, I don't think yeah, anybody's maybe if letting we that knew happen. That that was that could be a character trait for one of the actors in the in the film, but maybe they couldn't have gotten any of these basketball players to they be in the movie. Anybody. They would have had they would have had needed a fake guy. Well, I think <laughs> Duncan is not a real basketball player. The guy on the team, Dun- or not an NBA player, at least. <laughs> who which guy from the nba could they have gotten uh that may, um, maybe like a uh, spud web could have uh that could have been his thing <laughs> i actually have an answer but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna okay. say i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah she basically uh is talking shrinkage there was a guy in the nba and i'll say no further that i remember reading espn the magazine refused to shower in the locker room after the games yeah like ah it's okay i'm I, i'm good i'll go back to the hotel and uh and I'll take a shower there. Hmm. So maybe he could have been in the movie. Um, the uh, all right. So yeah. So yeah. That was an unnecessary scene. But again, there's like it, it's just a, a bizarre diff- scene. It's just like uh, it's out of nowhere. She, it's yeah. like she's just like saying stuff, and then yeah, like, it's not really to, in her character like, to yeah. be like that mean. Like she is funny. She's very biting. It's never but mentioned to go. Yes. Not yeah. Um. Okay. Akiva. 
Uh, I mm-hmm. thought that maybe it's 1996 when this movie comes out. I'm like, oh, maybe is is this Space Jam heat? Is that why we're getting not Miami heat? Uh, is this is that why Eddie is here? But uh, Eddie actually comes out, I think, in May of 1996, and Space Jam doesn't come out till ni- till uh, November of 1996. Oh, okay, interesting. Maybe is and that- I just think <laughs> the NBA was not that hot. Um, and like it was doing post Jordan retirement. He's back. He's back at this point. No, he's back. Yeah. No, Jordan's 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 back. But it's not like it's not. I, I, the NBA is doing fine, I guess. It's it, like it's it's the heyday of Shaq. But uh, I don't know. Uh, that's like, why I we guess gotta the get Knicks Shazam. Okay. Well, yeah, that would be funny. Hey, listen, we could we could do Shazam. Uh, it would have been funny if Shaq made a cameo here. I, I was a big blue chips guy. I do like I, I like Shaq and blue chips. Mm, yeah, there's no Shaq or Penny in this movie. I like they, they really uh, got the scrubs. Jet blue chips. Yeah. They're delicious. Nicole, what, what make the, that. Make this the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what Jordan is listening to. <laughs> All right. So, um, basically, we have a clubhouse meeting uh, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, Whoopi's trying. Eddie's throwing everything. Uh, maybe should she be throwing a chair a la Bobby Knight? Maybe would that have gotten the attention of the players? I would have liked it. I would have. I would have been funny if she had a Bobby Knight esque personality. <laughs> yeah. it's not really based on any and anybody, right? She doesn't have like a unique coaching style at all. <laughs> That's one of the problems. Like she like knows basketball, but mm-hmm. uh, and she's like a good teacher of the basics. You know, she tries to teach Radovadovich to to be, you know, to take charges and to play defense. Yeah, but we don't see her imparting a lot of wisdom. Should she install the triangle offense? <laughs> That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Or like go with the square, like her own sort of like <laughs> fake version of the triangle. Yeah. Okay. So uh, she's basically, she's trying to get some defense going on the team, but it's not re- like uh, she's to prove the point. Uh, she's going to like uh, stand and plant uh, her feet to try to maybe uh, show the team that this is how you play defense. Um. Yeah, and she takes a serious charge also. Major from plot point in the film. The, yeah, the, yeah, don't miss that. <laughs> the not often cited uh, NBA charging rule. Uh, yeah, you know a movie's great if it ends on a charge. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if that's the big plot point in the movie, is, yeah. it, is an offensive foul ends the, ends the film. Do you think that the writer's room was torn between ending the movie on a charging call or a goaltending? Maybe a goaltending, maybe so. Uh, Maybe the other coach, she she teases them, and they accidentally call a timeout they don't have, which gives them a technical foul, and Radovadovich hits that. Yeah, uh, that, that would be been funny. Good. Like that the Chris Weber, right? Yeah. That would be a good homage to Weber. Do people even remember that? Like the, the youngins out there? Mm-hmm. Like Chris Weber in, in the in, in the uh, finals of the NCAA tournament called a timeout when Michigan didn't have one, and the Fab Five lost the, uh, the game? Mm, some people do. Sounds familiar. Oh, I didn't realize uh, 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 Shintis also is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. He had leukemia. Wow. That's sad. Yeah. R.I.P. Radovadovich. Wow. We got a lot, a lot of sad stories today, Uncle Kiwi. There, I, I, I was going through the Wikipedia. There's only been 12 active players, because Malik Seeley, I was saying that. There's only been 12 active players in the history of the NBA who have died during their career. Mm-hmm. And that even includes Lennon Bias, who never actually played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Seeley's probably the most uh, notable of them. Okay. Uh, so the big turn ends up happening after the Knicks are on this horrendous losing streak. Uh, Stacy Patton is the star, but 
He can't play any defense. That's not going to fly on Eddie's Knicks. So she's going to pull Stacey Patton. And now here comes Nate Wilson, a.k.a. John Sally. And now it's going to spark a whole turnaround for the Knicks. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, pulling the best player off the worst team usually works, and it does here. And uh, yeah, with, without Patton, you know, just taking... There is a funny line at some point where Patton says his salary. Like Patton also has a very high salary, which is mentioned mm-hmm. a few times. Yeah. And a guy's like, uh, uh, you know, he, Patton makes, what is it, like $43,000 a game or something? Mm-hmm. And one of the guys on the team is like, wow, he gets paid a dollar a shot. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to then spark a big montage. Of, yes. That's uh, any, any time a team turns a corner in a sports movie. You need a montage to sh- so they could show all the wins, and that's where you get all right all the NBA guys. And uh, there's a fun montage. Okay, fun montage. The team is winning. Uh, everybody is excited, including many prominent New Yorkers, including real estate mogul and star of Home Alone Two, President. Well, he's not president yet. Uh, Donald yeah. Trump shows up, and he tries to say that Eddie. Hiring Eddie to be the coach was his idea from the beginning. Yeah. In 1996. In 1996. So I don't know that uh, did Donald Trump have a relationship with Wild Bill Burgess? Yeah, they should look into that. ProPublica should look out. Maybe Wild Bill Burgess uh, had his pen. There's lots of talk of penthouses. Maybe it was at Trump Tower. Maybe you get you get Giuliani also like very pro Whoopi mm-hmm. gets a pro Whoopi edit. Yeah, Ed Koch saying the Knicks were good when I was mayor. Yeah, I, Letter, ironically, in there. I believe President Trump and Whoopi Goldberg are not. I believe uh, on the same page. I believe he is no longer uh, an Eddie fan. You don't think he's a fan of Eddie? <laughs> do you think Do you think he watches The View every day, Trump? I don't think I'm not so. Sure, I'm not sure if that's in the if that's in the rotation. But uh, yeah, that was that. Also, was, he hates the McCain so much. I feel like he wouldn't watch that. I don't know. That I don't know. Let's let's not explore this any further. <laughs> uh, let's then uh, talk about uh, oh oh big. Uh, I, I it looked like that we were about to have a a huge uh, uh, farce uh, scene coming up where Whoopi Goldberg was planting flowers for uh, Rick Fox's character to try to like uh, get him to make up with his wife. But then Rick Fox comes home with a woman and yeah, then a floozy. Uh, and then Eddie explodes uh, when they uh, yeah. get on the, uh, like get on the bed. It was like she's hiding under the bed. They're on the bed. Things are getting hot and heavy. Uncle Kiwi. Yeah. It is getting uh, too crazy, and she's like, hey, get out of here, you! And then yeah. uh, it's, it's actually my wife. Not a floozy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's his wife. That's funny. Eddie is under the bed. Like all good coaches, you want to get involved in all of your players' marriages, mm-hmm. and uh, you want to, you know, you, you, you want to, uh, you know, go be under their bed while they're possibly, you know, uh, you know getting busy with their wife. I think... But there's also like a weird, I was thinking of cameos. There's a weird David Letterman joke also. Yeah. Where it's like the team, he, during the montage, he says, the team is like number one reason why the New York Knicks have turned it around. Co ed showers. Mm-hmm. That's a weird joke. 
It's like they're showering with Whoopi now, so like they're winning. Yeah, I think it's just a joke. I think you're reading too much into it. I don't know. It's just funny. Like someone, I remember someone once had a theory that the number one joke on the top ten list on Letterman has never been funny once in the history of the show. <laughs> yeah, like it's always the worst joke. It's like a throwaway that like Paul just plays the drums after. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I thought it was funny. Um, but to go back to Rick Fox when yes. he is uh, you know reconciling with his wife, that's like his character storyline that he can't play well because he's going through a divorce. Um, so it it we find out that um that Rick Fox, uh, his character. That his name for his uh, member is Coach, right? His name for his member is Coach, yeah, yes. which that's what sets Whoopi off and makes her come out from under the bed. Right, right. You don't think that's good? I mean, he's a player, right? And Rick Fox, I don't think, ever coached. It's a weird name. That is weird. He's the coach. Rick Fox <laughs> is technically the coach. The player is the, like, I don't know. He's the coach. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess name. that you could say that, uh, like, if you really wanted to, you know, go down this route, like, uh, like, hey, why, why did, why are you talking to her? Why are you talking? You're married. It's like, hey, look, I, I'm just doing what coach tells me to. Yeah, coach that's is pretty good. coach is yeah. giving him like he's. I'm just look. I'm just doing mm-hmm. following coach's lead. Yeah, a lot of coach stuff. I'm getting People bad have, coaching. Been- People have been pitching Coach for season three, episode seven. <laughs> oh, Coach, the Craig T. Nelson, the Craig uh, T. Nelson yes. joint, yeah. <laughs> With Dauber. Yeah, people are people have been pitching Coach. Was Coach funny? I don't remember. Um, we'll it was be- always like it was always on. You know, it was on a lot. We'll definitely get called boomers uh, if we watch. If we do Coach. coach. Even though it's it's a '90s show, it's not as old as some of the other shows. But yeah, we would get called boomers. Mm-hmm. I don't think the the people who would, if we say it's like 2019's Coach, maybe because the people who would call us boomers have never even heard of Coach or Craig D. Nelson. What's 2019's Coach? No, I mean, we lie and say it's like a modern <laughs> show. The, the people don't listen who are complaining don't even listen. In. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's like we just make it seem like it's a modern show. Yeah. Do you think that Rick Fox was a Craig T. Nelson fan? I think everyone turned on Coach and watched a couple episodes at some point. I don't think it was anybody's favorite show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, his, do you think his acting career is over, Rick Fox? Is he still trying to act? Uh, he, I looked at his IMDb, and he has a million credits. All right, good. He's, he's, yeah, I know he's on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. He's doing well, Rick Fox. I, I mean, Rick Fox, that he was on uh, Law & Order SVU. Um, he did uh, a bunch of a show called Greenleaf. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't look like Canadian he's show. doing uh, too many starring roles. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it seems like he's acting. He's doing well. He's fine. He's fine. He's doing fine. Rick Fox. Okay. All right. So we're also uh, getting, you know, in the montage, uh, Yvonne, he does a Hooked on Phonics commercial. Yeah, that's funny. Hooked on Phonics, I don't know if it still exists, but they have no, you know, cultural imprint at this point. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, so, Whoopi is going to get Stacy Patton back on track. I, I was confused about this. She got him in, in the limo and brought him to go play in some sort of, like, a city pickup game and invited his mom. Is that what, Can you explain what happened here? I think he gets his swag back by playing in this tough pickup game with Gary Payton and John Starks. And yeah, it was John Starks. Mo- yeah, John Starks. I think Herb Williams is there. 
um to to you know to get his mojo back and then the mom why is the mom there i guess to like because wh- that, and then his mom i think was on his case but was also mad at Whoopi or at eddie for uh not playing him enough yeah imagine being a coach and like the moms are getting on you for playing time in the nba that's pretty funny mm-hmm. <laughs> okay um so Boy, a real heel turn uh, coming up here for Wild Bill, who had been sort of a a very positive figure in the film. He's bought the Knicks. He gave Eddie this opportunity. The Knicks are doing great. The city loves him. And so, uh, plot twist, guess what? Uh, Knicks are one game out of the playoff spot. And if the Knicks make the playoffs... Yes. That is going to seal the deal for Wild Bill to move the New York Knicks to St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. Yes. It's a great move. It makes a lot of sense that it should be contingent on making the playoffs where I imagine (laughs) the Chicago Bulls would probably beat them by like 10,000 points a game in three games Think about how much more the, the, I I mean, you you have the Knicks who who stink, but if they Mm -hmm. can get into the 1996 NBA yeah. playoffs as yeah. the, to the absolute seed, cannon fodder. Yeah. Think think about it though. What like the the value of the franchise could could quadruple, skyrocket absolutely. I, I, well, only it could only quadruple if you bring them and then to take Missouri. them out of New yes. York City, yeah. and bring yeah. them to St. Louis. Yeah, you don't want to be the only team in New York when you can be. You could you know reprise the ABA and bring them to St. Louis. I agree. It's a good right, idea. and so. Uh, Eddie's like, whoa, whoa, what are you, what are you doing here? You can't do that. You're out of line here. You can't, you can't move the Knicks. That he's like, I can do whatever I want. I own them. He's like, no. I well, first off, I work for, I work for you, and you don't own the Knicks. The people of New York own the Knicks. Yes, they're a public entity like the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And he really is. I own the players. I own you. You're just a commodity to me, basically. And you're all hat and no cattle. You have no talent, Eddie. Uh, You're a sideshow. You're a clown. He's a sideshow. There's got to be somebody who's really the money behind Eddie, behind Wild Bill. I don't know. Uh, and so, uh, that he's trying to tell her off and she says, Hey, you know what we say to people like you around here? F you and the horse you rode in on. Yeah. Oh, we have forgot to mention he, he does enter New- Madison Square Garden every game on a horse, Wild Bill. Yeah. That did classic, make sense. Classic Wild Bill. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what, what is this plan here? I don't know. I will say uh, the great owner of the New England Patriots, who's never made a mistake, also wanted to uh, move the Patriots to St. Louis, I believe, in the 90s. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. So. There's precedent for bad owners doing this. So we uh, ultimately get to this game. It's weird now. So it's like uh, if the Knicks win this game, they'll be in the playoffs. But then also then if they make it into the playoffs, then the owner is going to move the team to St. Louis. So I don't know. We're sort of uh, conflicted. Yeah, they're incentivized to lose this game. Although what do the players care? I I mean, I guess the players don't want to live in St. Louis, but you know. Yeah. It, it's well, Stacy Patton, yeah. hometown kid, his mom doesn't want to move him to uh, no, for to sure St. Not. Louis. No, absolutely not. Yeah. All right. So it's the big game, and Eddie but is, David Stern is just going to allow this. Lose, lose yeah. the team. Yeah. 
David Stern's like Jordan's back. What does it matter? Yeah, it's true. All that matters is the Bulls. <laughs> we got Shaq and Jordan. The Knicks could play in Missouri. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? And anyway, so we have our big game. Eddie is a no-show. And so then uh, it, it's against Charlotte where, spoiler alert, where Coach Bailey, uh, who was the original coach of the Knicks, somehow he's the coach of the Hornets now. Yeah, so it was mentioned briefly in an airport scene that the assistant coach, uh, Whoopi's assistant coach, wanted to get the Charlotte job, but instead, uh, Coach Bailey, the fired coach of the Knicks, or the quitting coach of the Knicks, uh, got the gig instead. He got hired. So that that was very briefly explained. Okay. So then Richard Jenkins, uh, he's coaching the team for a little bit, but then Eddie shows up, and then does is Eddie coaching, or does she immediately want to give a speech? I think she wants to give a speech. I believe uh, Bill Simmons once referred to this as the worst sports uh, movie speech uh, in sports movie history. Okay, why? It's just like, it was like, you know, very black. He likes this movie, if I remember correctly, yeah. Bill Simmons. But were were you super familiar like with this, Akiva, before we watched it today? The film? Yeah. Not at all. I'd never seen it. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. So I'm surprised to hear that. No, uh, I Googled Bill Simmons because I, I thought I remembered him writing a column about it, but I just saw a few throwaway jokes about it. I didn't see a full column. Yeah. About Eddie. All right. So can you summarize Eddie's speech to the people of Madison Square Garden? I think she basically says, like, the Knicks are New York, right? And, like, this guy, we're, we're you know, this guy is a loser. Who cares what he says? And, uh, you know, we're, we're keeping the Knicks here. Yeah, get, screw you, Wild Bill. Mm-hmm. And if we win this game, then we're going to they're going to move the team to St. Louis. So then everybody like gets on the court. To, so yes, the Knicks yeah. forfeit the game. Yeah, we're going to forfeit the game so we don't have to move to St. Louis. Uh, the new owners are up in the luxury box. By the way, uh, Wild Bill bought the team before seeing Madison Square Garden because he's like appalled by how gross like the owner's suite is when he when he moves in. But the new mm-hmm. owners are up there. Uh, they're not like really enthused with this deal. They're probably getting the Knicks for like a million dollars or some insane deal because Wild Bill's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and they're right. The fans are on the court. It's complete chaos. Yeah. And so it looks like then the Knicks are going to forfeit the game to try to lose so they can't get sold. I mean, what kind of deal is this that it was only contingent on, uh, well, we're only buying a playoff team. If the Knicks don't qualify as the eight seed, deal's off. Yeah, it's probably better, you know, for people who don't follow basketball, it's almost always better. It happens to be the Knicks made the finals as the eighth seed in, uh, a couple years later in 1999, mm-hmm. but it's almost always better to miss the playoffs and get a lottery pick. Get the lottery. Than, than, to get, than to get the eighth seed and lose to a team that is a billion times better than you. Yeah. All right. So then we ultimately get Wild Bill. He's going to revise his position like, oh, no, no, no I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to do it. All right. And then, the, so basically, game on. Yeah, Wild Bill folds. Wild Bill uh, folds. Yeah, and it's the Knicks and the Hornets. No, no, you know, no bigger matchup. <laughs> and the Hornets were like kind of a trendy team then, but they only they cool have colors. They had cool colors. Alonzo Mourning is not in the movie, but their other star, Larry Johnson, who's about to become a Knicks star, Grandmama, uh, is so Larry Johnson. It's weird because he was such a big. He was a bigger like celebrity almost than he was. He was a good basketball player, but like. He like there was a big. Do you remember? Do you remember Family Matters? There was like a two part episode where Larry Johnson was the big star. <laughs> well, he had a whole character. Uh, yeah, Larry Johnson grand- has he was a Medea character. Before Medea, absolutely. He's Grandma a dunking grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great character. He, they, it's crazy they never made a Grandma movie, but they made 
uh, they made a movie. What's Kyrie's character called? Uncle whatever. They made a movie that nobody saw. But, <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know. But Grandma Ma, they were, they were just, there was no, they, they had no inspiration in that. Grandma Ma should have had five movies in a freaking TV show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Grandma comes, uh, he dunks on Urkel's head and, uh, or probably Eddie Winslow's in the nineties. But yeah, Grandma was like a, oh, it started as a commercial and he was, this was his character. So Larry Johnson's the big star of the hated, you know, Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we're gonna, um, if Ralph Kiner once called them the Charlotte Harlots, they're gonna <laughs> come into, that's what he said once. They're gonna, they're gonna, um, you know, come into New York and try and knock the Knicks out of the playoffs. Yeah. And so, uh, in the middle of the game, the John Sally character, Nate Wilson, is gonna get an injury to his knee. He can't go in. So we're gonna have to pull Stacey Patton, the star player, off the bench to lead the uh, charge, no pun intended, for the Knicks. Uh, yeah, it's crazy that Patton is just like, even after the uh, pickup game, like she's never brought him back in. Yeah. No, he, so not, not even giving him like 10 minutes a night. He hasn't played a, a minute since yeah. uh, during the whole winning streak. Especially Wild Bill's so cheap. He's going to find out what this guy's salary is. He's going to make you play him. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, uh, the Knicks end up getting out in front. And then uh, at the end of the game, uh, we end up having the the saving grace is that uh, Yvonne ends up holding his ground and planting his feet, playing defense for the first time. And then uh, as the winning basket is made, the referee rules. It was a charge and it doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, referees play a big part in this movie. Whoopi pulls off uh, the the toupee. Toupee is also a big part of this movie. Oh, no. Right, pulls off the toupee. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people with toupees in this movie, if you think mm-hmm. about it. And then, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's that's the big ending. The the I'm sure this was in all seven scripts that were written. The, the charge to win the game, to put the Knicks in the playoffs, and then we do not see the playoffs. I assume Whoopi led yeah, the them movie to a ends. championship. Credits, boom. That's it. Like uh, Nick's win. We have no idea. All right. So I guess it's up to us. All right. Give us the epilogue here. What happens with Eddie and the Knicks? I think um, Wild Bill. Well, first, they, they I'd say the Bulls beat them like 101 to 42 three times in a row. It was best of five mm-hmm. back then, I think. That's it. Eddie probably gets fired over the summer, goes back to her dispatch job, uh, but no longer is a Knicks yeah. fan. Like, is starts Eddie for the featured net. prominently in The Last Dance? Like, does she do an interview uh, talking about the first but, round of the uh, 1996 championship? I think you. the thing is you have to get a game. Like, I don't think the Hornets make it into The Last Dance if they don't win that game uh, with Scott Burrell. But mm-hmm. I, it, it, it would be fun if they had Eddie. I, I'd say that would be that would be a, a fun plot twist if Eddie was if Whoopi Goldberg was in The Last Dance. Yeah, but then what would her, you know, in the Chiron under like uh, Obama, it said like Chicago resident. Mm-hmm. So for Eddie under her, her name would be like limo driver slash coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be good. So what do you think that uh, Eddie ultimately went on to coach the Knicks to a championship? No, the a championship, no way. Not maybe in she gets another year. Oh, you think the next? I mean, the Knicks never win. I don't think in in this universe. I don't think the, they just don't have the talent that team. Okay, but right. What, I mean, does she Patton ultimately get great. fired? I think she. I think she. I maybe like resigns to the front office or something. Why? Well, because she doesn't know how to coach. Yes, she does. <laughs> I mean, like coaches. Unless you win a championship in the NBA, you usually are are in and out within two years. Mm-hmm. 
Look, well, she you know, needs it's a, a very star. fickle profession. She needs a star that you can't. You Who can't are you going to recruit her? to New York for Eddie? Um, LJ, Larry Johnson's going to come over and save her job. I don't know. They need to get some. They need to draft somebody. Yeah, I think they need to get rid of Rod- Rodmanovich mm-hmm. for sure. They, they can't can draft re- anybody. That was the point. They should have missed the playoffs. Then they could have drafted somebody. Yeah, who's in the, the GM you know, of this team? Uh, there was no ta- GM talk in this movie. It's not clear, but I think based on the fact that like uh, Eddie was involved in a lot of decisions, she may have also been the GM because like she was involved in like how, who, who the dancers were for the dance team and like what you know shirts everyone were like. I, it's either the owner or the coach. There's no straight GM. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, could they bottom out with Eddie as the coach? Oh, you could bottom out with Eddie as the coach. I, think. <laughs> I mean, that should be the move. Uh, they should have like lost. The main- they could have got. I think Iverson is in this draft. They could have got Iverson. He could have. Iverson in New York would have been amazing. Yeah, Marbury. Yeah. Um, Do you think Marbury, Marbury and Patton couldn't have coexisted though? That would have been that would have been a little messy. I don't know. Uh, I feel I'm more optimistic. I'm more, uh, you know, uh, no pun intended, but bullish about the prospects mm-hmm. of Eddie as the coach. Okay. Uh, well, then why wasn't there a sequel if they win the champion? Uh, because it made thirty million dollars at the yeah, box office. That's true. Yeah, but adjusted for inflation, that's like Ray Allen. Star, if he got game, he's in this draft. Maybe they draft Ray Allen, sweet shooter, mm-hmm. plays with Patton. Maybe they win the championship. Who knows? Okay. All right. Uh, Akiva, anything else about Eddie? I think we exhausted the subject. I think this is the most anybody's ever talked about the movie, including the guys who wrote it. Mm-hmm. All seven writing teams. Yeah. And Whoopi is good. She's fine. Uh, just yeah, Whoopi's like, always great. She brings, she tries. She brings her A game for sure. Uh, it's just like that whatever magic uh, was from Sister Act. I think that Sister Act 2 plus this, like I think that maybe it was just sort of like, oh, maybe Sister Act was just kind of like lightning in a bottle. I, I don't know what the box office is for Sister Act 2, but I feel like it's not. I mean, there's no Sister Act 3. Um, No, there's no Sister Act 3. I don't, yeah, I think it did okay, but it's like when one gets, ha- you know, like, the box office gets like halved or, or no, cut like it's you know, kind that of a much. Bomb, they don't have it. Uh, that, uh, so Sister Act 2 only made $57 million on a $38 million budget. So that's mm-hmm. a huge drop off from Sister Act, the, the, the original, to Sister Act 2. Uh, yeah, that is it's huge. only two years that later. Uh, I don't know I, why America fell out of love with Whoopi uh, so quickly. I don't know. I think for this movie in particular, it's definitely not Whoopi's fault. The script's not great. The story's not great. I think you do need the assistant coach sucks. Like you need a funny assistant coach. You need a couple of the players to be a little more jovial, have some more distinct characteristics because you're meeting a lot of people in like a 90 minute movie and a lot of them are not actors. So if they just have like one funny thing about them, they don't even need to speak. Yeah. You know, you have like a fun clubhouse, like a major league, like, you know, some classic sports movies. Whereas here it's, you know, it's all whoopee and, and, you know, there, there's no, there's no levity. There's okay. no like lightness. Is there a good pro uh, NBA m- movie? Like a, I, I mean, like, a, not like a amateur, like Hoosiers or uh, uh, white men can't jump. Is there a good right. uh, basketball movie about the NBA? I don't think so. It's a good question. He Got Game is a basketball movie. That's the best. You know, one of like the best modern. Obviously, Hoosier is a great movie. Um, he got game is definitely good. I like Blue Chips, but it's it's not a good movie. It's better than Eddie, certainly. But that's 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 strictly about college basketball. I'm trying to think. There aren't really a lot of NBA movies, partially for this reason. You can't really. Re- I, I think the movie did a great job with the basketball scenes. Mm-hmm. They have realistic looking basketball scenes because they have real good NBA players. 
right? They sacrificed like story for for the basketball scenes because they were worried about being made fun of that, and they were excellent. All the mm. reviews are like, oh, the basketball scenes are really, really good in this movie. Yeah. Okay. All right, Akiva, you ready to get into the mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. All right, Uncle Kiwi, mm-hmm. here in the mailbag, uh, before yeah. we talk about ideas, do you have anything that you want to just sort of uh, one more time just uh, you know uh, get the word out about things that we're looking for? Casting calls. There's not really a ton of casting calls right now. There, there is a little bit of business I would like to attend to. Yes, what is it? Um, so the Supreme Court, I'm told, has just while we speak while we're speaking here, made their first decision. Okay, I think yeah, one of the I members have an of the email Supreme Court here from yes. uh, Jason Curtis Rivera. Yes, uh, he's a member of the Supreme Court. Yes, uh, are we just going to play this uh, just to reset this? Uh, the mm-hmm. issue here, the first case, the uh, the case of uh, Robin Akiva versus uh, who are we versus? Addison? I guess it's I guess it's Addison. I guess it's Mueller versus Robin Akiva. <laughs> versus it would Renap. be the Supreme Court case. And yeah. so this is it comes from a long-standing dispute of mm-hmm. Robin Akiva. We're going to do a recap of Cats. This came out of that we lost to Maddie uh, in Are You Smarter Than a Sixth Grader. We were supposed to do a recap of Cats as part of the mailbag. We procrastinated for a number of different reasons. Uh, so Addison started a change.org petition, got over 500 signatures for people that wanted it on the wheel not as part of a mailbag feature, which I believe that both you and I were up to yeah. do. We could, or even the crappy movie diaper, where we could it sort of this hide moment. it. Uh, I, last week, I would yeah. have agreed. Uh, we'll do it in this week's mailbag. Uh, so that the dispute is that it belongs on the wheel, where I feel like that it could be done. Uh, we could be two years until we talk about cats. I said, send it to the Supreme Court. Uh, I'm happy to put. Uh, I'm happy to put it on the wheel. Uh, well, I was happy to put it on the wheel. You said it. Please, it needs to be a mailbag. Eric Stein said it's not fun to talk about. It's not original to talk about. He doubled down on that on Twitter. This. This week, uh, yes. you stand with Eric Stein. I'm, I stand with Stein. Yeah, uh, I, I stand to spite the people who say it needs to go on the wheel when I'm willing to do it now. All right, uh, let's see what the Supreme Court of Renap, their first ever ruling, had to say. Here is uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Jason Curtis Rivera with the ruling from the Supreme Court. This is the Renap Supreme Court. I'm just, okay, I'm opening this and I and uh I'm just warning you this audio file is 4 minutes and 30 seconds, okay? What the so, hell? All right, we may need to fire the Supreme Court. All right, we have a constitutional crisis. I have a 4 minute and 30 second audio file from the Supreme Court. Oh, no. Let's go. Now do we play this at the end of the episode? Do we bury it? I don't know. It? I don't know. I, I, let's let's see. Let's see how far we can get. And by the way, he sent this like twi- this happened like 20 minutes ago. How did he get it like all audioed up and stuff? All right, let's see how much know. we can tolerate okay. from this. Hey, how about this? If it's so bad, listen, we're doing this not as the people who might have to watch a movie we really don't want to watch, but as the hosts, producers of this podcast. If this is boring, before he gets the ruling, we're shutting it off. Yeah. He and has then, to entertain the listeners. And then we'll put out a change.org petition, and if people say that we should disband the Supreme Court, then I think we can do that. Can we fire the Supreme Court? So the Supreme Court is Katie, Lindsay the Otter, Ryan, Jason mm-hmm. Lemur, and Jason Curtis Rivera. Josh Lemur. 
Josh, excuse me, Josh Lemer, Jason Curtis Rivera. Yeah. Um, look, if we have can we a, fire a mandate from, uh, from the people, I think yeah. we, can, uh, we can disband the Supreme Court. Well, we don't want to. Maybe they're on our side. Let's listen but to this first. I have no let, idea what he let, said. He just sent this while Let's hear what this four minutes and 33 seconds of gold uh, is. Yeah. Jeez. This is the Renap Supreme Court. The people are silly. The cases are silly. The rulings are final. This is the Renap Supreme Court. You said that already. This is Justice Jason Kurz Rivera presiding over Addison M. v. Cesarino Wienaker. Listener Addison M. received 500 signatures on her Robin Akiva watch cat's His. petition. It's a him. Our job as the Supreme Court is to rule whether or not Rob and Akiva have to watch cats and whether this should be on the wheel or in a mailbag segment. After much discussion with my fellow justices, we came to a few key pieces of information that helped us make our decision. First of all, we (laughs) direct you to this quote by defendant Rob Sesternino in the Constitution episode of Rob and Akiva Need a Podcast. Akiva, if, that if somebody – that basically – I think that they had this uh, – I, I believe that uh, they had this uh, in uh, – I, w- I want to say that the Obama administration had something like this where they, they – if, if something had 100,000 signatures, they would look they at it. They had to release it. No, a comment. No, yes, matter, yes. no matter what. So if somebody starts a change.org petition and 100 people sign it, we will reconsider. Sure. Okay? Yeah, I'm with you. A, okay. A movement behind it. We will reconsider the error of our ways. Based on this quote and the fact that there is no mention of a change.org petition in the Constitution, we have deemed unanimously that Rob and Akiva need to do nothing more than reconsider cats in the mailbag of this episode. It is up to Rob and Akiva as hosts whether they want to watch cats as a full episode. That being said, we have determined that it would be unconstitutional for Rob and Akiva to discuss cats in a mailbag segment. What? Justice Lindsay the Otter being the most vocal about the fact that the show is clearly segmented into two equal parts, the main episode and the mailbag. The main episode is to discuss what comes up on the wheel, and the mailbag is to discuss past and future business. We therefore decide that Robin Akiva may not discuss cats in the mailbag segment as opposed to discussing it in the main part of the show. If you'd like to discuss cats, it must be in the episode proper. That Mm. being said, this is a host decision. And as the Supreme Court, we cannot force Robin Akiva to watch cats unless they decide it goes on the wheel. Now, what we have strongly recommended but cannot force you to do as the Supreme Court is that you move forward with an amendment to the Constitution clearly outlining what happens in the case of a change.org petition, whether that be a mandatory wheel spot or a mandatory reconsideration in a mailbag segment. We believe this is the best way to avoid a further cat's controversy, where you strictly outline what a change.org petition truly means for the listeners. (laughs) Now, for an amendment to the Constitution, you need to take three steps. The first step is to 
have both hosts agree on what the amendment should be. That would then go to the Supreme Court, which would then need to be agreed upon with a three-fifths majority. From there, it goes to a Twitter vote where you would need at least 50% audience approval. If that is a road you want to go down, that would be great. And as the Supreme Court, we eagerly await your proposal. I'd like to thank my fellow justices, Justice Josh Lemer. Justice All right, they don't get plugs again. All right, you can shut this up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, so a lot, a lot to chew on there. First off, if we want to amend the Constitution that we have to agree, and then three-fifths of the Supreme Court has to agree, and then there has to be a Twitter poll? How much bureaucracy is there right now? I think I have a fair compromise for you. Yeah. Let's see if you'll... Okay. I think we're two spots short in the crappy movie diaper. What if we put cats in the crappy movie diaper? Then it's not being discussed in the mailbag, but it's also not getting a full spot on the wheel. We're burying it in the crappy movie diaper. I'm I'm fine with whatever. I'm fine to put it on the wheel. I'm fine to put it in the crappy movie diaper. Um, that the idea, the the ruling of the Supreme Court that it's our choice, and that I thought they did a good job with going back to yeah. the clip of what I said was, if there's a change.org petition that mm-hmm. we will reopen for consideration, the discussion. I actually said a hundred signatures, and, and they have yeah. over five hundred. Uh, so somewhere along the way, I think that on News AF, I think we had a joke that uh, five hundred signatures on change.org uh, means it's uh, a law in Canada was. Something I had said, so I think I got the, oh, the nice. 100 and 500 transpose, but I think it should be 500 signatures on change.org. Uh, actually, no, it's fine. It, it, 100 signatures, and we'll reopen it. Like uh, it's like, oh yeah, 100 people want us to do this idea. We maybe we were too hasty to say no to this. So uh, I think 100 signatures is fine, and I think we should re investigate something if we we both said no a hundred people wanted it and, and it should reopen the conversation but as like uh we got a punishment we lost a bet yeah, we have to we watch cats. we do have bet. to watch cats uh yes but if people are if you insist like it should go on the wheel uh, i'm i'm fine to say let's put it on the wheel um, no crappy movie diaper i'm not i'm not fine with putting it on the okay wheel. then then i guess do we need the supreme court again to no they said we can do that as long as it's not in the mailbag i think we're fine Okay. They don't want a 10 minute. They're saying there's a distinction between mailbag and main episode. So we're putting it in the the crappy movie diaper. Mm-hmm. It cannot come up this week, but it's eligible ne- because there is no crappy movie diaper. It's at zero spots this week. Okay. Because we just did it. But there we go. It could be next week's episode or two weeks, whatever. Okay. So um, I guess then let's go ahead and then uh, we'll, uh, unless let, let's see what the if we get overruled here by the Supreme Court. But as uh, per Akiva's suggestion, let's add cats to the crappy movie diaper. Yeah, here we go. You know, we had a we had a lot hold of. On, hold on. Uh, sug- oh. <laughs> okay. I think we've lost control of the podcast. Okay, uh, they, Will from America the, the put Supreme, it in the in the crappy movie diaper. The the Supreme Court uh, has concurrently with this released a full legal document detailing their decision. Yes, okay. Onto Twitter. Onto Twitter. Well, well, tell them to try to sync up uh, their yeah. release with the the release of the podcast. Makes okay? no sense. Made no sense. Yeah. Just an insane decision by them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listen to a podcast for me. Yeah. Come on. Uh, well, I'm going to write back. What are we spoiling? What are they, spo- we, what are they spoiling the we, podcast? Uh, time this up with uh, yeah. the the release of uh, the podcast uh, by any chance. 
Thank you. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Okay. This is a, this is a show. Listen, sponsors are paying <clears throat> big money to to be on the show. We want to we want to bring the listeners here. Yeah. Um, I think uh, so. We got a lot of suggestions, Rob, for audio ideas for various segments of the show. Putting things in the wheel. Waiting room. What about room. that crappy movie diaper or sound effect? I like that. I do like that. So, can, do you want to play? Somebody sent all the Mario clips, and maybe we could use some of the Mario clips. Okay, so let me just I o- send it open you. it up here on the uh, Rob and Akiva Need a Podcast or subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Renap. Okay. Uh, boy, oh, the, yeah. They've already got the, the Supreme Court has made a decision on the, on the subreddit. <laughs> the, they don't miss anything. Making the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe man, we might, this whole episode might get leaked. They, the whole Wait, any discussion could get leaked. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast is not over. All right. Yeah. This is every Super Mario Brothers sound effect. Okay. So, what do we want? We want to, uh, some suggestions. These are links to suggestions. Uh, this is when an idea gets relegated to 32 fans. This is a link. So, should I just play this? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's see. Okay. Okay. All <laughs> yeah, right. that's good. That's when I, I idea gets relegated to thirty fans. Okay, that's uh, that doesn't happen that often. Okay, um, this is uh, something that somebody is nominating for uh, this. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what this what this one is. Uh, this is is this uh, oh for the waiting room? Is this another idea for the waiting room? Okay. Okay, that's like it doesn't really feel very waiting roomy. Yeah, like we're getting started. What are other things we need sounds for? Also, though, like what if we reject an idea? Should there be a you know when we put something no, on the wheel? We'll we hear the it power too many up. times. Too many times. Yeah, people get sick of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so okay, I think we're still working on, uh, on greenlit for development. They want didn't they wanted a sound? Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah greenlit for development or uh, yeah waiting room doesn't need a sound. Yeah, they say every time I say famously, there should be a sound, or Rob says, what are Come we on. doing here? There should Come be a sound. Right. Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, all righty. Here is, this is actually kind of similar to uh, what we were talking about during the show. It's called Robin Akiva Create a Fake Podcast from Josh mm-hmm. Spence. Okay. He says, I've got a pretty sick idea for a podcast. So you already know it's good because he's Less got a sick, sick idea. ideas. Yeah, that's true. Uh, how about pranking the non-Renap listeners and treating a fake episode of Renap that was never recorded as a real episode? It would be funny to just keep on making references to this fake podcast episode on the RHAP main feed for like a year or so. You can both sort through listener-submitted fake podcast ideas or just create and pitch the fake podcast ideas yourselves. The more ridiculous podcast, the better. Listeners making constant references to this, face po- this fake podcast in the Facebook group, Twitter, Reddit, to your friends and family, and random strangers is strongly encouraged. Hmm. Okay, so... so- I- I like this idea. I don't know if it's a full podcast. I think like right now we could think of this fake podcast and then just keep the legend of it going. But I'm open to ideas okay, also. Hold on. So let's so let's just talk this through. Okay, the fake podcast. Are, are we mm-hmm. real? Do we really produce the fake podcast? No, I don't think so. Hmm. We could if we have an amazing idea. But I think well, it's what like. What if? How about this? Okay. What mm-hmm. if we did a fake podcast? Okay, and then put that out on iTunes. And got it listed in the iTunes directory, and then just saw what kind of feedback we got on our fake podcast. 
Oh, so it's a whole. It's so this is not Renap. It's it's just like well, it's like a recording a third rock the from episode, the sun rewatch episode. Yeah, recording the episode could be the episode of Renap, but there's no Renap references. And then we uh-huh. take that fake podcast that we recorded and we put it up on iTunes. And that's that podcast. And if it goes into the sequel mechanism, then we, you know, just keep adding more episodes to our fake podcast. Do you have an idea? It's not exactly what he was saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm listening. What would you, do you have an idea for the fake podcast though? Uh, this is like our, well, I don't know what it would be, but it's basically like, this is like our catfish podcast of the, okay. like, uh, moonlight and make this other, this other podcast and add new episodes to it whenever it comes up on the, uh, sequel mechanism. Yeah, if it's something that's really fun, I'm happy to do it. Um, also, what if we like at first don't tell people what it is? Like someone has to find the episode. It's because it's in a new iTunes feed, and then they and then they could sort of spread the word. Once someone catches us, we'll like retweet it and stuff. But they have to find the episode on iTunes. Find the. Do you well, think Do you think Spotify no. would make us an original Robin Akiva Catfish podcast for us? Uh, um. Like maybe we won't put it on iTunes. Maybe Spotify will bid for it. Earnestly do this other podcast, but I understand. I understand. uh, We do it like the make you like the recording of that podcast is in is in this podcast feed. We're just not like oh, it's in this feed. Yeah, like that's the episode of Robin giving you a podcast that week. But then that that podcast is also going up in its own podcast feed under the name of whatever the the new fake podcast is. Okay, but uh, so but Josh's idea is a little different. Josh wants us to basically constantly reference. A funny fake idea and make it seem to the people who don't listen that it's real. So we, okay. can we think of anything so if, for that? If, let, like let's just hypothetically, like we we're going to do a podcast like we're the Lemonade Guys, and and, and okay. this is a lemonade review podcast, and we're okay. talking about so all far, the different types of lemonade. Yes. and then we put this up in a podcast feed, and then I guess uh, I guess we have to see like what kind of feedback we get. Is that what you'd want to do though, Lemonade no, podcast? I mean, do you think I want to talk about lemonade? No, you no. I mean, if you had to choose food or drink, hmm, like uh, alcoholic drinks or uh, anything. Like you could no. If you were doing like a, a review podcast, would it be a food or a drink? Uh, I don't know. I do. One day, people will be allowed to gather together again, and mm-hmm. we will do. We will do the Yucky Juice tournament. We will do a soda <laughs> tournament. Juice tournament. Hopefully, in yeah. com- some conjunction in conjunction with you know. Yeah, I guess some drink sort of, would be easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would get really gross. Like drinking thirty-two different drinks or sixty-four different drinks for a bracket would be a lot. Yeah. So uh, I like this idea of making up uh, like a fake podcast, a podcast within a podcast. But mm-hmm. I don't have. We need better suggest. Yeah, with you could send in the fake suggestions. But what about his second idea? Because we could do both and or, you know, either. What is there? What would be funny for us to constantly reference but not actually exist as a Renat podcast? Uh, I don't know. Like Robin Akiva um, start a war. Robin Akiva commit a murder. Robin Akiva. Um, I, don't, I don't think like if we come up with it, we come up with it. I don't think we have to come okay. up with what the, the joke uh, yeah, is. So Josh, it's your sick idea. Now give us the sick idea <laughs> to fake to fake and we'll talk about it all the time. But I do like the idea of having like a shadow podcast that we yeah, record absolutely. episodes of in this podcast. 
Absolutely. And so it's episode one, and if it's good, we get to two and three and yeah. you know, every 10 or 15 yeah. weeks. Yeah, and if you people want to yeah, hear absolutely. more episodes of that podcast, they want it to keep going back up on the wheel. But maybe- That could become the podcast if it's better. Yeah, it's our escape Like if people pod. want lemonade reviews, it's an escape pod. <laughs> yeah, literally. But not the escape podcast, yeah. which might be next week's podcast. Who knows? <laughs> Yes, so, that's good. Uh, yeah, and, and it would be interesting to see if we get any sort of organic following of the Shadow Podcast. That that would be. What, is it also a separate feed, though? Yes, it would be a separate feed. Okay, got it. So it's a separate feed and in Renap. Okay, now I and fully understand. And we don't understand. make any references to Renap in the Shadow Podcast. If okay, you know, perfect. you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. I love it. All right, now now <laughs> I'm in. We just need the idea. Like, what if that podcast had a following? People are like, hey, do you realize that this podcast is just like a <laughs> like, is, is is a bit on a different podcast? Yeah. Why have you only done two episodes in eighteen months? And like, well, there, <laughs> let me explain. There's a wheel. So that so on the other feed, it's only the first half of the episode. There's no mailbag. Yeah, it should be something that's popular enough that it has it gets Ooh. an organic following. Yeah, so not lemonade. It not maybe organic lemonade. I mean, maybe, uh, but it, it should be something that people are probably what's looking popular. For. We're boomers. We don't know what's popular. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if we have like you know ten or fifteen people that are like the like listeners of this like giving this new podcast a try. I, I think it would be great. We need a good name that they could find it. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we promoting? I guess are we promoting it on our own feeds, or are we like totally, uh, you know, walking away from it? Um, so how do you mean? Like how are, how would somebody find it who wasn't? They look at searching on iTunes. Okay, but I guess maybe it gets like it gets a lot of you know we could get people to subscribe and and give it ratings it. or reviews. Yeah, yeah, but then there will be a connection. There will be like if you liked. You know, the Lemonade Review Show, you also like Rob and need a podcast, and Rob is a podcast. The, I guess so. Uh, I think we could look at that. That's fine. Let them, yeah, we, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah. then, uh, all right, Uncle Keepy, what else you got? All right, this was the most popular idea uh, submitted this Ooh. week in terms of uh, it got a lot of love on Twitter. This is from Shut Up Tim. Hasn't submitted in a while. He says, what about the toast of Renap? Rob and Akiva sit back and listen to the anti-roast of them. As the listeners submit what they love about Renap, we need a positive. We need positivity, right? He wrote up positivity, but again, <laughs> spelling grammar, not shut up Tim's thing. Yeah, and I think people would love to hear the two of you hearing a ton of love about the about the duo. Uh, I think it's fun uh, if it's just like sappy uh that maybe it might get yeah. too boring. It yeah. would get boring after a while. I, I I need to know. I'm not saying no. But I, I'd want to know, like, what's different? Is it right? Because a roast is, it, it might be mean. It's hard to put together. You need the laugh track, but like, it's at least funny. Like, somebody's saying, like, oh, I was having a tough time and I listen to them, like, it's lovely. But now, if 11 people in a row say something like that, it's just a bunch of stories. Mm-hmm. What would make this shut up, Tim? Yeah. Like, uh, this is a self deprecating podcast. Mostly, yeah. But so it would be interesting to once sort of celebrate. Uh, I mean, we there is a podcast about this podcast, so technically we're I, I always sort of... I think we do of, enough uh, celebrating of ourselves <laughs> yeah, on this podcast. It's true. I agree, but you also just said it's self-deprecating, so now my brain is in a pretzel. Yeah, it's both. It's both. We self-deprecate, and then we uh, also pat ourselves on the back a lot. We pat ourselves on the back. Okay, fine. But I'm not saying no, but I need to hear more it's of a structure a pat that... Our s- <laughs> self-deprecating on the back. Yeah, pat yeah. Our, but we're no, we're like punching ourselves in the back. So it's like a pat, but we're also hurting mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I I think that it's almost there. 
Yeah, I agree. It's a good idea. It was popular, but I, I need to know why it won't be boring after the third person. What if it's a toast roast where that yeah. we get one person roasts us and then one person toasts us? So it's sort of like or, that. I like that. Or you have to say something really nice and something really mean. Hmm. What about that? Yeah, or it could be like one person says nice stuff and one person says mean stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, so maybe some sort of like a half and half where sweet and half sour. Half roast, half toast. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. I, I think we're working there. And he said he'll produce the whole thing. So that's, that. Yeah. you know, that, that part of it is. Sweet and is Sour good. also could be the name of the Lemonade Review podcast. Absolutely. Uh, are, are you a big lemonade guy? Not really. I feel like it gives me like acid reflux lemonade. Yeah. Um, I think it's got to be like uh, 110 degrees out. And I'm like, oh, lemonade. I mean, I was in like 110 this week and I wasn't like, man, I need lemonade. Yeah. What about um, Arnold Palmer? You're an Arnold Palmer guy? I like Arnold Palmer. I, I like lemonade more than iced tea. That as should be golfer, on the I hated him, but as a drink, of, I like it. Are you more of a lemonade or iced tea person? All right. Uh, Will from America put that uh, put that in the census doc. Mm-hmm. I like it. Or is somebody, or are you, are somebody I am a legitimate, honest-to-goodness Arnold Palmer? Yeah, that could be a third option. What do you think? I, I guess we shouldn't discuss this now, but I'm fascinated what would win. What's more popular, lemonade or iced tea? Hmm. But I guess we should wait for the next sentence. I would guess uh, that's t- that's off. Uh, I think probably. I mean, iced tea is delicious. Isn't iced tea is ultimately more prevalent in the world than lemonade? I think. Hmm. Lemonade is more of a treat, but I feel like you you're, don't you encounter iced tea more than lemonade. You would drink unsweetened iced tea. You would never drink unsweetened lemonade. That would be insane, right? <laughs> Yeah. Also, tea is like such a part of of the culture. Yeah. And there's no like, right, there's no like, uh, you know, hot lemonade, really, I don't think. No, I don't think like, anybody's ever had hot lemonade. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's the name of our if podcast, lemonade, Hot Lemonade. If lemonade was so good, you would drink it hot, too. You would drink it hot. You'd try it at least hot. <laughs> yeah. Or some sort of lemon thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's hot lemonade and we're not, I'm not aware of it. Should we Google that or that's dangerous? Hot lemonade. No, we could Google hot lemonade. Is hot lemonade? <laughs> I am curious. That see, that would have made it more interesting. How about this? In Eddie, one of the guys on the team only drinks hot lemonade. Now it's like okay, and his nickname <laughs> is Hot Lemonade, and that's his like that's his character trait. What if that's better than anything they did? Where? <laughs> What if he only drinks hot Gatorade, and then when they win the championship, then uh, ah. they accidentally pour the hot Gatorade on, on Whoopi's Eddie, head? And then of ah, I have you know that now that's how she gets out of coaching. She's been there scalded. Are, yeah, that, that is pretty good, right? And she gets a she gets a settlement from Wild Bill, and she's back to a limo dispatching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a couple uh, great grandmas like hot honey. Like there's a bunch of hot lemonades, but they're uh, it's what? not it, 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 hot- it's not popular. Okay. Oh, all right. You like really hot, threw me off when you... So you SpoonUniversity.com is the number one link. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, you, you really threw me off. Hot honey? <laughs> well, grandma's hot honey. Grandma, great when, when grandma's hot said, honey lemon When you're drink, talking right. about grandma's hot honeys. Uh, <laughs> great I grandma's mean, hot honey lemonade drink <laughs> recipe. My German grandma... First of all, as you know, every recipe on the internet needs a backstory. Don't, don't just tell me the recipe. Right. I, I want to know about your German grandma. Probably was not friends with my German grandma. Used to make this for us if we had a cold. And uh, here's her hot honey lemonade recipe. <laughs> but I don't know if the lemonade is hot or if the honey's hot, honestly. This is on food.com. 
You want the directions. Boil water and pour in the mug, then stir in lemonade and honey. Tip, use measuring spoon to stir in honey so it all melts up. Yeah. Service okay. one. All right. Water and fresh lemon juice. Wow, your grandma must have been a real chef. Must have been a, um, a real hot honey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should that be the podcast about hot grandmas? No. <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't. Hot grandma bracket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, what else? Uh, this is called Robin Akiva Productions, Inc. from Allison Bowman. Okay. In the span of one podcast episode, Robin Akiva come up with a concept for a new TV show. First, they decide, is it a comedy, a drama, reality, a game show? They hash out a concept and then details like multicam, single cam, docu-style, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, etc. Then fight your dream cast, ideal time slot, network, and, you know, pitch the show. Um, I feel like if we, if, if it was more, like, uh, there was more direction, like, if it's so open-ended mm-hmm. that... Yeah. I feel like it's it's less fun. Where it's like Robin Akiva uh, create a game show. Like I feel like that that seems like a interest more interesting. Or if we try to do a uh, a sitcom that was actually good, I feel like that that would probably be a little bit of a better idea. Yeah, this has been pitched uh, a very similar idea probably a dozen times. I do think. Like, yeah, you have a good word. Like, what if it was a game show or like an audio game show where it's like, we're going to come up with it and then it goes on the wheel, um, you know, and we play it with listeners, mm-hmm. which is a fun idea, but I'm still not married to putting this on the wheel. But I do think there's like, that is a cool idea. Yeah. So I know we're, we're drowning. There's a lot of memes on the Reddit page this week that just, <laughs> is this another, you know, this is, Robin Akiva just want to hear game show pitches right now. <laughs> well, I think the idea of coming up with an original game show, I think, might be a fun one, especially if it was like a Robin Akiva themed uh, game show. But yeah, because uh, we don't talk about ourselves enough on this show. Yeah. If maybe, it was like, maybe, maybe we can like, if that like, a, like a fun game <laughs> that could be good. Uh-huh. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um you want to hear a Laffy Taffy joke that just is on the top of my Twitter feed? Sure. Uh, why did the farmer yell at the grape? Uh, why? It was being unreasonable. There you go. What, it, this is actually on a Laffy Taffy or Laffy Taffy joke is, a, is like a type of joke? No, Laffy Taffy just tweeted this, this joke. Like you they follow tweet, Laffy pick- Taffy on Twitter? No, <laughs> I do not. I will now. <laughs> Uh, I do not. La- is Laffy it a Taffy. sponsored post? No. Uh, Shut up, Tim. Uh, uh, like quote tweeted it. Oh, okay. Is it said is this hell? Laffy Taffy. How about this? We're gonna do a. Um, we're, we're gonna try and get Laffy Taffy to sponsor us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Laffy Taffy. Right now, you want to have a follower guest? Um, one hundred thousand. No, two thousand. They. I wonder 2, if they 000? just joined or something. <laughs> yeah, they joined in November twenty eighteen. Uh, DM us a joke for their bio. They say. Um, okay, so I'm going to follow Laffy Taffy. You're going to follow Laffy Taffy. Okay. We're going to see how many followers we get in the next week after this episode comes out. And then we're going to try and pitch them to sponsor us saying like, you had 2,000 followers. I talked about you. Now you have 3,000 followers. Yeah. And say, so, if, you, if you don't want to lose th- uh, 33% of your followers, yeah, 33% you of your social us. media following in a week. Because yes, <laughs> you're, if you're following, you are committing to unfollowing next week or in two weeks if they don't accede to our 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 demands which we're you basically wanna, like, social basically media terrorists extort twitter accounts yeah that's what we're doing in this point. i mean <laughs> extortion well, we got hundreds and hundreds Sounds of followers like so for the king cake fun. baby 
Yeah. They never sent us any merch. Mm-hmm. We need we Laffy Taffy would be a perfect presenting sponsor for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And if they just want to send us, I mean, both of our wives would be furious beyond belief, I'm guessing. But I gotta um, be honest, I wouldn't be thrilled uh with a box full of Laffy Taffy at my house. Sometimes like we'll get things and I'll try and hide it from my kids because like I know my wife is okay with because she doesn't want the kids having candy, but they'll always find it. They'll always like go through my stuff when yeah. I'm in here and um and they will find my stuff. And then it's like, then it's gone. Then I never see the rest of it again. Yeah. I'm in competition with for snacks. With my Are friends. you willing to change up Pull and Peel Twizzler Day, International Pull and Peel Twizzler Day, to Laffy Taffy Day? I think it's a separate day. Pull and Peel Twizzler Day, July 5th, is a sacred holiday. The most important thing in, in the Robin Akiva extended universe. I, I don't, even though they have never acknowledged us in any form, Pull and Peel Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? How about this? Yes, I am. I am willing to make July 5th Laffy Taffy Day. If, if Laffy Taffy seeds, you know, gives into all of our demands and pull them, and we'll give the Twizzlers obviously a chance to respond. But if they do not respond, then Laffy Taffy does. I am willing to make the switch. Okay. All right. I'm not trying to monetize this. I'm trying to get food out of this podcast. Like if we could get some free snacks, I'd be totally happy. Laffy Taffy food. Put that on the census. Put that on the census. I think everyone thinks it's food. You think so? Yeah, snacks are food. Okay. No, it is it, like is like uh what's that like white sugar kids eat? Like that stuff. Is that like the powder in, that's in a that's fun that's, dip? Yeah, like is fun dip food. That's a that's a good question. Laffy Taffy is very good. Yeah. It's not like healthy or good food. I don't know if it's like Is anybody uh, you know, listening has a lot of to this? <laughs> yeah, this is the best episode of this whole series. Um just me and you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's just say our social security numbers, and if, and we'll find out if nobody's. <laughs> Robin, keep it Yeah, for a little alone, <laughs> making up a shadow podcast. Does anybody listen? To this podcast. Yeah, we're we're making a shadow podcast. This might be the shadow podcast. <laughs> it's called. Is this food? <laughs> Is this food? We just ask if things are food. Um. <laughs> all right one more one more pitch i don't know has this been like an hour or two hours i don't even have a good gauge what the entire podcast yeah the whole podcast yeah we're closing in on uh two hours i would have thought it was longer. okay so yeah okay fine so i'll if it must have felt like longer for you i'll, I'll do good. one more I, i'm and not then, saying to wrap it up no, no me neither um how about this is from danny katie i'm a renap celebrity get me out of here okay a group of renap celebrities compete in round by round trivia at the end of each round the celebrity with the lowest number of points Earns immunity, and the rest are eligible to be voted off by their peers. I assume they mean the most number of points, but whatever. The <laughs> object of the game is to get out of the episode as soon as possible. The longer you survive, the greatest, the greater your odds. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you want to leave. So, you want to leave. I got it. I got it. The object of this game is to get out of the episode as soon as possible. The longer you survive, the greater your odds of winning a punishment for being the last celebrity standing. Basically, it's reverse survivor. I think there's something there. What do you think? But it's a little confusing. We might have to uh, yeah, this I think up. it's a little convoluted. I mean, we have we have a bunch of good ideas for game shows. I mm-hmm. still think that we should do match game as a game yeah. show. Uh, I I don't think we need to get involved with this. Okay, tell me how. All right, if we have a few minutes, tell me how match game works. Yeah, did you ever game watch works. match game? I've seen it. I've definitely seen it. But I, but I don't know. I'm mixing it up. I think with something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 
the match game would basically be uh, that you uh, you have two people that are on that are the contestants, and uh, you have a host, and they are asked the the question. And maybe I guess, it would probably make the most sense for you and I to be the contestants, and then we have somebody who hosts it. And basically, mm-hmm. uh, the question is basically it's always like some sort of like a like a um uh <laughs> uh. It's it's usually like they it's like some sort of like um I'm trying to describe uh, I'm doing such a bad job right now of like that basically like either like a celebrity or like uh like uh Chester has uh so many spreadsheets that uh when he goes into his uh or his ATM pin code is blank uh and then. You have to give an answer and match as many people on the panel as possible. So that, that's just off the top of my head. It doesn't make sense. But it's like, okay, oh, all right. Uh, they talked about spreadsheets, the Chester, and his PIN code is, and you say what you think your answer is, and then you get a point for every time you match with what the panel said was the answer. Well, I, so if there's five panelists or however many panelists, if, if I get – I, so I get for matching with any – let's say all five of them say the same thing. How many points do I get? You get five. You would get a point for every person you match with. Oh, okay, fine. But if they say five different things, then the only, you could you match only, get you one You only point. get a point when you match with the people. Got that, it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So And the trick is really writing questions that aren't so obvious that every single person says uh, the same thing mm-hmm. and also that the questions aren't like so hard that people write down six different things. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, 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 because we would be the, if we're the contestants there, then we really need someone to sort of take that. I think under that their... would be like a, a an easy one for Rob versus Akiva, and yeah. I wonder also if maybe if we did Hollywood Squares, if if, if that should also be Rob versus Akiva. I was thinking because right now in Hollywood Squares, There's the, Renette, too many or, people. What do you mean? Too many? No, I like the too. I, I like the fact that there's like a chaos show, like Family Feud, right? But it would, that it would basically be we need nine people for the squares, a host, mm-hmm. and us. That's twelve. If it was nine and n- nine people, uh, then I guess if you and I are hosting, and then also two people, like that's it's just like we get to have uh, at least one less person. Well, it's eleven versus twelve. It's not hugely different. Yeah, but I think it makes more sense for us to like. What are, if if what are we doing as the the hosts of the the show? I feel like that it should be me versus you. Okay, and that's fine. We don't need to write the questions. Uh, it'll just be you know, and I can just control the uh, like PowerPoint of like where the X's and O's are going. Ah, so the host is writing the questions. Y- yes, or you know Jessica Sterling or whoever is like uh, we'd have we put together a group to write the questions. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, no, because I, I was thinking, yeah, it would be interesting for us to be the host, but I guess ultimately, if we had a great duo, I had, a, I did have a duo idea. I could pitch it off air, but mm-hmm. I did have a duo idea. But other than that, yeah, I'm fine with either way. Yeah, and that could be next week's podcast. Okay, so I, I say like uh, the match game. What I'd like to do is not put it on the wheel, but like have it like uh, I, I don't know if it's sequel mechanism or basically like after we do Renappy Wood Squares, perfect. Then okay. match game goes right onto the wheel. That's fine with me. Okay, we don't need to have yeah. uh, both where we have the potentially them back to back. Does that make Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Or, or do we make sense? Wo- okay, all right. Listen, it's the it's the spring of game shows on Renap. <laughs> spring of game shows. It's all happening. Okay. Uh, Uncle Kibi, anything else? No, that's it. I think we're good for, uh, we're ready to spin that wheel. Okay. Need a podcast at 
robinswebsite.com to send in your ideas for episodes. Also, if you have ideas for our 100th episode, let us know. We'll start as we get closer and closer to episode number 100, which is going to be approximately, what, like four months from now? Yeah, about four months from now will be uh, the 100th episode. Yeah, okay. So uh, just uh, looking at, oh, September sweeps? I, th- I, I thought it's November key- sweeps. Uh, I guess, uh, well, podcast sweeps. We forgot to do May sweeps, but I guess May sweeps were kind of canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we we did November sweeps, and it was a big hit. We had uh, we had a bunch of heavy hitter type shows. What One more thing people sent in. We did say, now that Survivor Season's over, what do you think putting in the double dip option onto the wheel, Rob? What is the double dip? Oh, oh, that we did two episodes Where we had one said week? that one week there is a there is a double there is a double renap. Okay, uh, the, the only thing is, uh, what if it's like a harder episode to uh, pull off? But if um, I'm up for it, I mean, how many of these? I, I think all of these are. None of these are like the sleepover podcasts where we need like you know 100 okay. hours of pre production. I think all we right, can do it. So uh, I'm I'm going to add the double shot to the wheel. Now, now is that eligible this week, or does it only take effect next week because it's being added? Well, put it on the wheel. Okay, fine. The double shot and okay. it to the wheel. All right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what we have right now. Uh, season three, episode seven. Uh, we have the coin flip. We have now the crappy movie diaper is ineligible for next week, right? Uh, correct. Zero okay. spots. All right. Uh, sorry, cats. Another week could have been in the mailbag. Uh, People's Choice. Uh, need a verdict. Should I just take that off the wheel for now? Take it off the wheel. When okay. when Dr. Manda gives us the when go-ahead. When she lets us know, we'll put it back. Okay. Sequel mechanism. Renappy Wood Squares. The Freakiest Freak. Quibi shows our treasure. Is Quibi still on? We are in a we are in a fight to so I, I think did I mention this last week that Quibi su- sued the Quibi um I think I did the 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 one Quibi podcast yeah I I went to Quibi I I don't know how I came across this but I, I Quibi has like a support account on Twitter like a verified account that's like Quibi you know uh, you know help if you need something mm-hmm. not a lot of people need help with their Quibi mm-hmm. so either everything is uh, hunky dory or there aren't a ton of users out there yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Price is Right is on the wheel. Escape Room. Uh, we call it Escape Pod. Robin Akiva Escape the Podcast, I think, is what I would well, call it. Well, let's just call it Escape Pod, because that's a lot of characters for the wheel. No, okay. I mean, but when, you know, sure, in the... In sure, the, in the, yeah, fine, sure. Fine. You're giving in the formal... The, in the formal. In, yeah, formal, long-form name. Yeah. Okay. Very formal here. All right. Episode number 85. Anything you're really rooting for? I think the uh, Conspirapod has just been waiting so long. People would be happy about that. Okay. Game Night's been waiting a while. But there's, I think there's nothing here I'm dreading at all. I'm excited for any of these. It's a stacked wheel. There's no bottom of this wheel right now. Okay. All right. Episode number 85. Uh, let's see what comes up. All right. Here we go. And it is... Oh, People's Choice, Uncle Kiwi. Wow. Okay. So that means we're going to see three more ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Three wheel spins. Is this the second or the third time that we've gotten this? Uh, I'm getting old, Rob. It's okay. it's at least the second, but maybe the third. Okay. Do we have an official uh Renap historian? We need a historian. Uh, the truth is Will from America is pretty good. Aisha is really good. 
Um, but I don't know. Do we need a stat boy like on the like just listening in the background to answer our questions? No, I mean that would be nice. But look, we I would take just somebody who listens to the podcast and then and then emails us corrections at the end of the yes. episode. Yeah, because we we forgot to mention last week that we had vetoed Eddie twice, which would seem to be a significant piece of the you know Eddie lore right on the maybe, maybe uh then they could email will from america also these uh stats so that we can yes. and if we announce them like uh uh the the crappy movie diaper has been vetoed four different times and it hasn't been selected since may 22nd uh 19 or <laughs> 19 uh 2019 um all right let's go ahead and like when like you come up to like win an oscar they give like they, they drop a bunch of facts on you okay yeah, I think maybe the Royal Rumble was was selected via fan vote. Yes, that sounds right. But so okay. it was like a huge blowout. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Let's see yes. what else is on the wheel, on the menu for this week. Okay. All right. Here we go. And uh, okay, it's the crappy movie diaper. Yeah. Should we nope. al- should we allow no, it to be eligible. voted on? Should we allow it no, to be voted not on? Not eligible. Not, not eligible. Okay. Not eligible. All right. All right. Sorry, cats. Sorry. It's going to take like eight spins. Don't piss off Uncle (laughs) Kiwi. Okay. Sequel mechanism came up. So now, do you need to bring up the sequel mechanism? Well, I have the twenty-sided die. Ooh. Um. Can you hold on a second? I got to get the die. Okay. I mean, I think we could probably use a six-sided die in this instance. That's probably true. But mm-hmm. I don't have. I have the twenty sided die is here. I don't know if I even have. Why do you have a twenty sided die with a stratomatic thing? Stratomatic, okay. yeah, it's in my closet. I was gonna say, is that, is that a Dungeons and Dragons thing? No, yeah. Imagine if I was a secret big <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons super. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So Uncle Kibi is going to get his twenty sided die, which he does not use for D and D, but he does use for stratomatic. Uh, don't forget that Akiva is uh would be very upset if you said that somebody who plays uh stratomatic games would be a nerd as opposed to somebody who played with that same 20-sided die for Dungeons and Dragons. They would not he does uh not see those things as being similar at all. All right, did I miss okay. anything? No. Just talking about the hypocrisy of your 20-sided die hate for the Dungeons and Dragons fans. I mean, I'm not proud of my, you know, stratomatic phase that I went through. It was probably like when everyone else was hanging out with girls. I was mm-hmm. playing stratomatic with with Andrew and Menachem. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, here, uh, okay. So you tell me what's one to ten, what's eleven to twenty? Okay, and is Brant Steele in there or no? Ooh, good question. Yeah, I would put it in there if you're willing to. We could put it right back on. Okay. Um. Yeah, people I think are uh, you know survivors. Is it stands versus ops though? Stands versus ops. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Sure. Let's do it. All right. So it's uh, we'll we'll give that six and the other one seven to make it an even twenty. So one to seven is conspirapod. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight to fourteen is game show. Uh, two, game night two. And uh, fifteen to twenty is Mike Bloom's. Do we have to ask Mike Bloom if he's available? That's a joke. <laughs> Love you, Mike. Okay. Uh, 15 to 20 is uh, is stands versus ops. And this is just one of the spots on the wheel. Wait, so, so right? break on, down these numbers again for me. One to, oh, excuse me, one to seven. Okay. Is uh, Conspirapod with Antonio Mazar. Conspirapod okay. three. Eight to 14 is Game game Night. Kirsten McGinn is hosting Game mm-hmm. Night 2. And 15 to 20 
is uh, uh, a fake Survivor season. Uh, Renap specific characters. Okay, got it. All right, I'm spinning. I'm spinning this, and it is ten. Ten game night. Game night. Okay. Okay, so that's That'll one be a, option. A big prohibitive favorite. Uh, I d- well, I do think there will be a lot of uh, Kirsten McGinnis telling people to grow up if they don't vote for it. Game a night lot too. of a lot okay. of lobbying from Kirsten. Okay, Akiva, what happens yeah. if the double shot comes up in uh, the poll? I, my head expl- is exploding just thinking about it. Okay, I, I just don't think it's eligible. In the, I, it has to come up before the the it, double shot. The way it was pitched is it has to come up first. So I don't, mm. you know what I mean. It has okay. to be double shot, and now I mean, we're doing. It so it's be, too late. Should it be coming up, and and it should be one of the choices to be voting on? But we tell people what the double header is. No, because that'll win automatically. I think the double shot has what to come up first. What if it's two things people don't want? What if it's season three, funny. episode seven of? Uh, oh, and then and then the movie diaper would be eligible for the second spin, and then it's cats or something. <laughs> Okay. I think I think it's a good it's a very good question you're asking a very Talmudic question but I think uh I think a double shot has to wait for okay. next week. Game night 2 is one of the All options. Right. Okay. Let's spin let's spin the wheel. Maybe the sequel could come up a option second time. Option number 2 is double shot. <laughs> it's a good thing you asked the question beforehand. Okay. Yeah, well that's the, the wheel clear. has ears. The wheel yeah, has the wheel ears. Does. Well, you're like, a witch famously. Yeah. Okay. So what are we going to do? Just keep spinning. Are, are, keep Just keep spinning. spinning. Okay. Yeah. All right. We need so, two more valid spins. Two more valid spins. Okay. So double shot potentially could be escape pod. Ooh, okay. And this is going to be very competitive. Let's give game night a run for its money. Yeah. Okay. Escape pod and crappy movie diaper. No, that's not eligible. I, One more spin. Uh, I think it is. It's not. A, it's got zero spots on the wheel this week. It shouldn't even be there. Uh, well, the, you can't do zero spot. I, I think that we should go through the exercise. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. It's, it's ineligible. The, 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 the Supreme Court will be in shambles. What? Where are we now? We're seven right now? spins into a podcast where we spin a wheel <laughs> for ideas. All right. <laughs> All right. I like it. This is the most Skate exciting night. part. Now, people's Escape room choice. Again? No, people's choice has come up. So now we have a people's choice within the people's choice. <laughs> uh, should we do three more spins <laughs> yes. to figure out what the second second episode of the double shot is? The double, there's no double shot. What double shot? I'm sorry. The, the, so I'm sorry. So that in the double shot, which is the second okay, wait, option, how about this? there is another people's choice. So it would be a we'd have to have a vote on. The second choice of the double shot to be part of the ballot. Wait, wait, what came up? Double shot or people's choice just now? Because you said people's choice. People's choice came up. So, so how about this? We're in what the double the third shot. Option, this, is the ba- it, this is the... What's this a double shot? The, the back end of the double header. We're not doing a double header. It came up as the second option. Yeah, but, but we said no because the double shot has to come up first. That's the wrong Why? double shot. It should the be guy a, emailed in, that was his rule. You don't he think said that, that would be interesting? First. Are people going to vote for Game Night 2 or two podcasts? Everyone will vote for two podcasts. I think people will vote for Game Night 2. Only, uh, no, because everyone, people like Game Night, but everyone wants, everyone wants two podcasts because you could even get Game Night. It could even be a boat. It could be, but why, what do you, if you were okay with doing the double shot in the first place, what do you care if that's what well, comes up on the poll? I think that, 
the I think what's more interesting is if the people's choice is the third option. The people's uh, choice is the second option of the double shot as the second option in the poll. I, I, I learned Talmud for like 15 years and my head is spinning. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> the wheel is right spinning. Now. Yeah. And it's coming what up. What's going on? Can we just spin a wheel a third time? There's no people's choice. There's no there's no double shot, I don't think. But then, is this even a fair for, like, game night is going to win in a runaway? Like, don't you want to at least? So people are excited about, well, there's a third option. It could be Conspirapod, and then game night probably loses. It could be, uh, Renappy Wood Squares. That's popular, and people will, you know, the the listeners could be on that. I think we're losing the, the, you know. No, anybody who's here this long is invested, I think. There might not be a lot of people left, but whoever's listening. Uh, do people think that Uncle Kiwi has a finger on the pulse right now? I, I'm not doing what people want. Even I'm you're well, you're saying you're well, I, I'm doing what's fair. I only care about what's fair unless it involves me, me watching cats. In which case, I only want to okay. do what's best. So for the first option is game night. So the second yes. option, even though double shot came up, you're vetoing the double shot as an option, and you're saying that it's only the escape pod, which has no chance to beat game night. Probably true. Kurt Clark will vote for escape pod. Everybody but he won't. He's unaware of his right podcast now. existing. But, he just however, happens to be coming. if it was Escape Pod and another podcast, all of a sudden, Game Night's got to run for its money. It doesn't run for its money. Then it's a, then it's a blowout the other way. You then think, it's just a massacre no, in the street. I think Game, I, I think game Night uh, 2 still wins, and I think it's interesting. Okay, so let's say Double Shot comes up on the wheel. Okay, so let's say it's du- the like Double it Shot counted like okay. it did, and then the third one is Escape Pod, right? So those are the three. Then what do we do next? No, well, double shot. We were, I, I was in my mind. Double shot came up, and we were figuring out what what the the two options were for the double shot. Which ah, were, so next week would be escape pod, and and then people's choice came up. Oh so, my god! So everyone's going to choose that because then you're probably going to get game night again. The wheel's not that big. You're going to have like a fifty percent chance or a thirty percent well, chance of getting where game we night ran again. Into this, uh, the car. Okay, went off so the we road. were in two different. Okay, fine. So okay, option one is um is game night two that's, option two that's clear is a double shot no but but in the double shot we only know the first episode right we'd have to do uh, and people's choice came up and i'm saying that do we need to spin the wheel three more times to figure out what the options are for the back half of the double pod double header oh. okay wait oh, all right let's slow down i'm gonna say double shot counts so now option one we all agree is game night two that's right Option two, you're saying, is a double podcast, the first of which is the escape pod, and Correct. the second of which we won't find out until the end of the escape podcast, because that's a second wheel spin. Well, we're in uncharted waters right now, right? As of right now... So, but we're agreeing. Those are the first two. Those are definitely oh, the first two options. So you're saying that then, people's, with, a, with a people's choice to follow after the first podcast? There's no people's choice. What do that's you mean the third no option. Choice? Why? Why wouldn't? So you're saying that the double pot? Like I, I thought that we were we no would part list of the double, the double pot was is. you don't spin the wheel. You don't know. No, you don't know. You don't know the double header. That wasn't the pitch. The pitch is because then we said there's no wheel spin but for the end if, of the first episode. I uh, see. I disagree because I people feel like that don't, we, you think people want an escape pod. Maybe the least exciting. You know, people. I'm sure it'll be great. But the least anticipated idea on the wheel with no mailbag at the end or no wheel spin. That's that's going to get lose a hundred to zero to game night. Right, but there is a um, 
I, that if we need to, that otherwise then we are coming back on short rest. And what if it's something that, what if it's Renappy Wood Squares is the second half? We need to be working on that. If we're going to do two podcasts in a week, we need to, we can do a mailbag, but it wouldn't be a wheel spin. I don't need, I don't know how many days we really need to, to do prep. I think a lot I, I of these ideas are. I think we can turn are, it around in two days. You're probably right, but we also were recording this early. We, we'd have a week if we mm-hmm. needed it. Okay. Hmm. What do you think? So you're saying that the third option is people's choice. Or the third option we still need to spin again. Yes, I that's what I that's what I believe. Okay, so the so right now we have game night is choice 1. Yeah. Choice 2 is escape. two podcasts next week, the first of which is escape room. And the second of which would be a people's choice, which we don't need no, to vote on. No, the second of which has to be a wheel spin at the end of it, I think. Then what? Then what? Then the third option is is another three options. No, the third option. No, people's choice. Throw that out. Their, people's choice cannot come up in people's choice. There sh- this should have been in the Constitution. The guy wrote the Constitution. It was slacking. Well, people's. We need to get what us, happens if you people's choice of people's choice. On it. We need three fifths of the Supreme Court, and then we need a Twitter <laughs> poll. So how about this? Can we spin? Can we spin a wheel the third time? We can. So you say and that'll be the option because I have. No, how do you do a people's choice as an option and a people's choice? What would that even entail? Well, I think that if it was a new choice, if it was the back half of. And what and if the people's choice comes up another double option? Now we're four days into this Twitter so poll, here's, well, here's and we thing. first have to so do two podcasts be, in a week. If it was the double shot, it would be the escape pod followed by a series of three wheel spins to give you. So it wouldn't. You would have a wheel spin in the okay. escape pod episode, but it would be a wheel. Spin to t- you. We knew going in, it's a people's choice, and then we would. But we don't spin know what the options are. Three yet. times in that podcast, that's a tight that turnaround because you also be need chosen. Yeah, you also need the you know the we. I used to. I like to not you know tweet out the podcast spoilers for forty eight hours. So that's a tight wheel spin, but but uh, that's a tight turnaround. But we could do that. Okay, so then uh, so then let's let's get the third option. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, and if this is if this is like another people's choice, it's so confusing. <laughs> Season three, episode seven. Ah, very okay. simple. The most simple idea. It has no chance of winning. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's go to take the fish something ball. out of the fishbowl. It doesn't matter. Even if it's like Family Matters or Alf, something people want, it's going to be a bloodbath. Okay. You can get murdered. Okay. In my hand, we have a we have a ping pong ball. Okay. Not even gonna be able to explain this in a poll. It's, there's so many characters. <laughs> you need to post like a a note when people get canceled that they post on Twitter, the notes app. Okay, here is here is uh, what the season three episode seven option is. Family matters. Ooh, okay. See, that is one of the more popular ones in the official. Chance. Yes, it's at least in there with the shot. Okay. Yeah, Urkel, you know, maybe it turns from Steven to Stefan and it and it wins one. Okay. So, we have an option. Okay, so that yeah. uh, unlike Repeat the, the Supreme Court, one time. unlike the yes. Supreme Court, let's wait until the podcast gets posted and then we'll have a choice. Do people want for next week's episode, you can have A, choice number 1, game night 2. Choice number two, a podcast doubleheader that kicks off with an escape 
uh, Robin and Akiva Escape the Pod, followed by a second podcast later on that same week, which would be another People's Choice, where we would spin the wheel three more times to give Mm -hmm. you the options to vote on next week. Uh, now, what if Double Pod comes up on the? Is Double Pod ineligible? It, it's only eligible once. It's only eligible once. We said. Is, is Double Pod off the wheel? Yeah, with Double Double Pod comes up once, it's off the wheel. We can put it back on the wheel, but once it comes up, it's off the wheel. Okay, it's created a lot of problems. Okay, and now we now people would ask, has it come up? But I don't think it's come up yet until it gets picked. Oh, okay. I already just X'd it out. Okay. All right. No, because it hasn't won yet. No, now you got to put it back. Put it back on, unless it's too okay. late. My bad. Okay. It may. I do think it's going to win. No offense to Game Night, which is very fun. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Family Matters Season 3, Episode 7 is is the third option. So I, in terms of having a pulse of the listeners, I guess that's good. Like, if we could predict what the listeners want, because I'm usually off in the polls. Mm-hmm. Like, when we, ha- when we put on Season 3, Episode 7. I, I still I, think Game Night 2 has it. Okay. And I think, but I'm not endorsing, and you're not endorsing, right? We are, we are, we are abstaining, and we are, um, people don't vote for what they want to hear. They don't want to see, like, of oh, course. I'm going to spite Akiva. We're, the, and I'm we're, vote we're the, they care about what we want the least. Yeah. They want to, they want to hear what they want to hear. They'll probably vote for Family Matters to spite us both. Oh, what if we have a spy pod? I'll be fine. Watch <laughs> a 20 minute episode with Urkel. I'll be thrilled next week. Don't have to do two podcasts in a week, which I was looking forward to, but now I'm sort of dreading because it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, like just you know, under the circumstances, very controversial mm-hmm. and game that. But I I think that you know Kirsten has a lot more followers than yeah, like maybe less than Jaleel White, but more than you know whoever's going to be pushing for for Family Matters. I don't know who Family Matters sort of uh, publicist is going to be hmm. this week. Okay, let's see, let's see what happens. So next time Alrighty. out, episode eighty five, uh, the boy. most chaotic wheel spin in the history of the show, yes, without question, the wildest wheel spin that we've ever had. Uh, will it be Game Night 2? Will it be the double shot of Escape Pod plus a People's Choice? Or will it be Survivor? I'm sorry, that Family Matters. I don't know where that, uh, that, I don't know where I, <laughs> I'm trying to read my own handwriting. Uh, will it be Family Matters Season 3, Episode 7? That People's Choice is enticing, but you don't know what you're going to get on the, uh, the choices. Yeah, and the second option could be cats, which would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, cats could be in play on next time. Jeez. And the wheel's getting small. We're going to have to add stuff to the wheel. <laughs> we haven't added stuff lately. Okay. All right. Uncle Kiwi, what's yes. going on on the 32 Fans Podcast? Um, we're wrapping up the greatest announcing calls. Uh, Chester's put together a Mount Rushmore of every sports city. So like the four of greatest athletes from each city. So we're going to do that next uh, year in two weeks. We're wrapping up Survivor Token Chains on on the other feed, which uh, very good. We had Jordan Kalish, we had Ali Lasher. I think yeah. we've got a couple A list guests who are scheduled uh, yeah. for the rest of the series. Yeah. So okay, how about this? Uh, about yeah. A late breaking suggestion for the wheel like, uh, in the uh, Robin's Podcast Patron Group Off Topic Group. Did you see this? Oh no, I didn't see okay. it. I'm Christopher not, Lyons. I, I pay a hundred percent attention to you and no percent attention to. Social media. You have my full attention when we're on the show. Okay. I can't promise the same to Alex. Okay. So Christopher Lyons uh, pitched in the uh, Rehap Chat, Robin's Podcast patron off-topic group, for the wheel. Rob and Akiva give a commencement speech. In these trying times, we need inspiration from Rob Sestrino and Akiva Winokur, and uh, they can give us that. Rob can talk about his experience in Survivor and how the highs and lows lead him to form a sprawling podcast empire. Akiva can discuss being so successful that unemployment in an epidemic is of no concern because he has plenty of money. (laughs) Ali Lasher can let them know where they've gone wrong. They both get 15 to 20 minutes to give the best speech 
winner is chosen uh, by the fans gets an additional veto for the year. Mm. I do like the veto idea. I'll tell you my problem. I went to a bunch of graduations in my day. They're so boring. Yes. That I feel like, you know, making people sit through. There's so many, you know, Zoom commencement speeches. Mm-hmm. And Obama gave one. And um, what you saw one of the uh, Ben Sassy, I think the senator from Nebraska gave like a famously yeah. disastrously bad one. Yes. I think I, I just think like I'm I'm a little it's a, it is a very cute idea, but I'm not interested in writing a commencement speech for this podcast. OK, that um, people won't. <laughs> so I was really curious to know uh who are these online con- uh, commencement speeches for? Do you think the average 17-year-old and maybe I'm dead wrong on this. I'm famously a boomer. Um um the average 17-year-old, how many YouTube commencement speeches do you think that they are uh bringing up on the iPad? I didn't want to go to my own college graduation, and I, I like college, but I had no interest. I only went for my grandparents <laughs> and my parents. Yeah. It was so boring. It was in Madison Square Garden, but like the small room where like they do the, you know, the second tier concert type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so boring. I don't, I, my high school graduation was at least a little fun because like my friends were the MCs. The, like, they were all so boring. If you have to go to a sibling's graduation, especially in the pre-smartphone era, the worst thing that could have happened yeah. to you. It was insane. Haven't so, these graduating high school seniors been through enough this spring? Absolutely. That they didn't get a prom. They didn't get a prom. They didn't get a graduation. And now they have to watch a million YouTube speeches. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, like uh, the brand new podcast. From, I forget I forget who, who it's from. And it's like, it's called Commencement. Celebrities give commencement speeches to the Ugh. graduating class Ugh. of 2020. Have haven't these kids been through enough? Does that All podcast these- have a have a long lifespan? Like <laughs> in know. October, if if like everyone's back in school, that's commencement. Celebrities like Pink and uh, uh, John, John Krasinski is good for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who, that, who is listening to these? Who no, wants awful. more commencement speeches? Yeah, my grandfather would go. Um, would like w- would make me sort of watch mine and he would watch mine on zoom but other than that i don't think any like oh, it's only the parents or the people who are paying for it yes who would be interested it's not it's not for the kids like if you're not going to be able to go out at least to like a fun meal afterwards with your family yes don't show up yes or if you're you know i want to know from our 17 year old listeners uh yes that, we will, let, of let which us, we have met let us know or, or people graduating college also uh that because i i do you know uh we have a lot of people like that in the community uh do uh, are you watching online commencement speeches and if so we, I, I would consider doing one if it would be helpful also mm-hmm. Uh, that I, have I talked about on the, that this on uh, this podcast of the people that are like, hey, sorry to all the graduating seniors. I know that you guys aren't having the graduation that you wanted, but here's a picture of me from my high school graduation. Mm-hmm. I stand in solidarity with you. It's yeah. Like you just want to post a picture from when you looked good when Had you hair. were eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a generous move of, oh, I've, here's here's the picture of me in my prime at 18 at the height of my powers. The only thing I remember is my sister, who was, who was you know, supposed to get married today, actually, uh, but that did not happen, mm-hmm. um, was a baby at my high school graduation because I'm much older than her. And she was like a toddler. She was maybe uh, two and a half. 
And as I was getting my diploma, after I went up the stage, she saw like, oh, that's what people are doing. So she walked up on stage as my friend Craig was uh, was walking up to get his diploma. So he like picked her up because he knew her, my, my little sister Eliana. And like, it was probably weird because most people who are graduating high school don't have a two-year-old sister. So he like picked her up and she's on stage with him saying, fag, fag, fag. And, uh, and he picks her up and he, and he says to the mic, I promise she's not mine. And it got a big laugh. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that was the only thing I remember from my graduate. I don't even know where it was. I just that's the only thing I remember from elementary school, high school, or college graduations. Mm-hmm. So, look, if people would like, if if the if we hear from the young people that are graduating college, graduating high school, graduating middle school, I don't know that they want Nursery us school. to do a oh, thing about. Speech. I mean, I probably missed some like first grade graduation or like you know. Eighth grade, my daughter's in eighth grade. I certainly miss that. The eighth mm-hmm. grade graduation. That's a, that's a win. Yeah. So I'm open to it. I'm open to it if people want it. But I don't think they do. No, I don't think people want it. And I don't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uncle Kiwi, uh, what fun we had today talking about yeah. Eddie. What a blast. Figuring out what's on the wheel. We talked to the, about the Supreme Court. So much going on. Yeah. Busy week. Okay. And it could be a very busy next week with a with a double shot of Renap. Good thing we did this early. Could be a double shot of Renap. All right. So, Uncle Kiwi, until next time, then, uh, anything else you want to tell people? Uh, I love you, and I'm in love with you. <laughs> Whoa. I know. It's from Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, there you go. So, until uh, next time. All right, everybody. Uh, take care. And uh, don't forget to vote. Follow at Keeve26 for... Oh, yeah. After this gets posted, how many hours? How many hours until I could post it? I usually do 48. I don't know. What would you have? A, you have a date that this is going to get posted? Uh, I think probably we'll be back on Saturday night this week. So I'll post it, let's say, Monday afternoon. Okay. Sounds good. That's fine. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Here come the man in black. Won't let you remember. All right, check it. Let me tell you this in closing. Although it might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe me, it's for your own protection. Because we see things that you need not see, and we be places that you need not be. So go with your life, look at the Roswell crap, show love to the black suit. Because that's the man in, that's the man in. Here come the man in black, here they come, galaxy defenders. Here come the man in black. If you love the Last Dance documentary about Michael Jordan and the championship run of the Chicago Bulls in the 1990s, then you'll definitely want to see The Final Dance, premiering at betonline.ag this Thursday, May 21st. Dave Kaplan's compelling interview with former teammates Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper answers some of the questions raised in the Last Dance documentary, including who leaked the dirt to investigative reporter Sam Smith for the best-selling book, Jordan Rules. In this exclusive preview, Jordan teammate Horace Grant addresses the long-standing rumors of his involvement. All right, Horace, I got to ask you. So Michael says, oh, yeah, Horace was the guy going to Sam Smith and giving him all that. So I'm going to set the floor to you. Do you want to dispute what Michael said? Let whoa, 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 whoa. Let, whoa, whoa. Before my brother speak, let me it okay, wasn't him. Ahead, it wasn't him. And I said that before and I'm gonna say it now. Now go ahead, Horace, but it wasn't him. Let's let me tell you, man. That's a damn lie. 
I wish I could say something else, but that's a damn lie. You know, Sam Smith was an investigative reporter. And when you write a book, I guess you have to have two sources, correct? Correct. Why would MJ just point me out? If you got a, a problem with me, come to me. Then we can take care of it like men. Don't try to put me out there because I didn't uh, say anything to Sam in the sink in the sanctity of that locker room. Point point blank. And for an example, Sam spent more time with a lot of other uh my teammates, even spent time with MJ up in the MJ suite and on the golf course and lunch and dinners. So for him to come out and say that, that's just a, a, a blinking lie. Lie, lie, lie. If you want to tell lies, go ahead. You know, this is a country. <laughs> you can find the final dance interview in its entirety this Thursday, May 21st at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online wagering solution.